You just jumped straight into punching punk puppies. Well, <laughs> I was I was trying to think of uh, something like you ready to kick the tires and light the fires, but I didn't feel like Independence Day today, and I didn't want to be generic like you ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why the puppy punching came <laughs> I don't even have puppies, and I definitely don't punch them. I was in a very dark place about 30 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of there now. Okay. I rolled a nat 20 and climbed out. There we go. Mm-hmm. Topical. <laughs> well, oh, that's man. good. I am so very eager for these next few hours to go, to go by because I will be picking up my copy of God of War today. Tonight, oh yeah, I uh, I think it was you posted about it on Facebook yesterday, and I uh, went and pre-ordered it off Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. So I've got it. Uh, there's a digital version, right? So I did that, and so I'll be able to play it. Oh shit! Might be a dual end of time cast review next week. Impromptu. Mm-hmm. I was. I was actually considering moving the recording to tomorrow, to to tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> we it, keep it real. We keep it real game tight here on yeah. Timecast. It, it took me a second. There was that. There's that pause. You know, so I didn't say anything. Didn't make any noise. I was just processing that. Like, did that really? <laughs> did I hear that right? Yep. Tomorrow. <laughs> Thought about it. But then I realized that that is not a uh, that is a Sony uh, property and not a uh, Nintendo property, so it wouldn't work. <clears throat> There's few, quite a few things going on here, or uh, going to be happening here fairly soon. Wow, not, not a ton. I mean, I know God of War comes out to mo- today, tomorrow for most people. Yeah, but, uh, and then Infinity War is is in eight days. Nine days, something, something like that. That'd be nice. In any case, um, hello everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Mario Cole. I'm just I'm Chris. Gonna, yeah, I'm just Michael. <laughs> uh, it's been a week, Chris. Yep, it has. exactly a week. I think we're just gonna follow through the um. The, pattern that we did last week. I'm just going to talk about other than D&D. We'll cap it off with D&D and you roll in yours. Alright. Um, don't think there's been any non-Monster Hunter news for me. Um, no. I went uh, j- just some just some random, completely out of nowhere off news. I have been searching for the better part of two weeks, and I I don't mean that like I've been searching every single day. I've been I pop it up on my phone every now and again, but I've been searching Amazon and even GameStop, and then I just did a fucking universal search period looking for a uh, a very offhand game. Um, Chris, have you ever heard of or ever played any Chibi Robo games? I feel like I've heard of them. 
but yeah. can't say that I have. There was a demo that I downloaded sometime close to whenever I first, sometime in 2013 or 14, whenever I first got my 3DS. Uh, it's called Chibi Robo Photo Finder, which apparently is nothing at all like the Chibi Robo game itself. I, I believe, from what I've seen, Chibi Robo is based is a uh, like platformer, like a 3D platformer type game. Okay. Same. I've seen it. Same thing. You know, I've seen Chibi Chibi Robo uh, like adverts, magazine articles, stuff like that here and there. Uh, it's just been something I've seen and never played. I got this demo for this game called Photo Finder. And I tried it out, and it was passively interesting. It's it's you you have to go in real life and find these actual objects in real life, like a spoon or a chair or whatever, and you use the camera on the 3ds to take a picture of it that matches the. You basically got to match match it to what what they want you to find, and you progress through the game. And I've just, I've been kind of capping out my 3DS library, just finishing out the last few games that I've ever wanted to buy or have. And that was one of them. I've got down uh, that far to the list. I think the last one was, uh, I was looking for Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D for the 3DS. I think I'm missing that one and Chibi Robo and then just just any other little knick-knack games here and there that caught my eye. And I've been searching all over the place for this game. And come to find out, the reason why I couldn't find this, I couldn't find it in a brick-and-mortar store. I couldn't find it on Amazon. I couldn't find it on GameStop. This was a digital-only game. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, that fucking answers that question. So finally went on the Nintendo eShop for the first time in uh, maybe four years and and (laughs) snagged, snagged that bad boy. I do have... Three, six, seven, about fifteen to twenty three DS games. Now I have a healthy little library of three DS games. Pretty large library. Yeah, to keep me occupied whenever I. And, and you know, th- this shows my age as well, but it shows how far I've transitioned away from my old opinion about digital downloads. Uh, I don't mind having this three DS with its carrying case. And having the, I got, I've got, I've got, I bought a little carrying case with it. I bought a, a case to carry the games as well. But having games just on something, and having, and with a Steam like mentality, where if ever it gets lost or I buy in the 3DS, I can just buy it again. Mm-hmm. Slightly more convenient than having a hard copy. I still like having a hard copy. Uh, I haven't uh, fully transitioned that, except for when it comes to PC. PC, I I don't I think I have like three PC games physically in my in my house. I think that's StarCraft, StarCraft Two, uh, and Diablo Two. <laughs> yeah, I've Every- got those three. <laughs> yeah, for I, real. I've got more no. than that, but I haven't. Yeah. But they're all at least fifteen years old. Yeah. Uh, well, those are the actual like boxes that I have. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I have Age of Empires one, Command and Conquer Red Alert, some Sonic mix CD games I had. So it's got like seven thousand Sonic games on it. I don't know, but in comparison to like my GameCube library, my Nintendo library, my PlayStation three library, my Xbox three sixty library, etc., mm-hmm. I have several physical copies of those games, but. 
when it comes to PC games, all the hundred and who knows what I have, you know, probably eighty something. I I haven't looked what recently. They're all on Steam and they're all on my computer in digital form. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I I can't put a finger on when that's ever going to change for me. I think I like a mixture of both. I don't know why I pick the hard copies for the consoles and, and not for the PC. Uh, I guess because it's, it's easier. I mean, if, if there's a game I'm looking for on PC or a game that somebody recommends to me or one I'm looking to go try, I'll just go search Steam or GOG or something. And if it's there, I'll just buy and download it. It's like not even a forethought to me, you know? But, yeah. you know, again, God of War is coming out, and obviously there are digital copies that almost every, I think for the past two generations, you, you want the game, you can probably just buy it on their store. I just get the hard copy. I don't know why that's so, That's I, I make that differenti- differentiation, and I don't know why. But I do admit to the convenience, as long as there is a 100% little to no hassle guaranteed that if I either swap consoles or wipe my drive or fuck you, I just want to re-download the game for whatever reason I can, mm-hmm. then, man, I'm all about download. Just, just You just have one thing and it's all on there. Yeah, I'll, It's just something that I... Th- go ahead, go ahead. I'll put it this way for PC. I don't have a CD drive in my computer. Yeah. If I need to do something from physical media i have a usb drive that sits in a bin you know Mm -hmm. off to the side unused until something makes me use it which is usually only when i'm building a new computer and need to install drivers manually before i have a connection yeah i can't even think of the last time that i've like burned a cd for anything Mm -hmm. i mean for anything i've i used to write cds back in the day i used to use it for programs and whatnot but I have a CD drive on mine, but I I don't use it. I'm I'm scared if I did it would break just from opening because I don't use the damn thing. You know, here's here's one thing I have an issue with, and one reason I don't use mine more. I actually looked into uh, burning some stuff to disk as a backup um, because they have a fairly long lifespan. You know. Um, but the amount of space they hold or the storage space on a disc isn't worth it. You know, yeah. to back up, you know, I need to back up a terabyte worth of stuff. That's a whole lot of DVDs. Yep. And Blu-rays, those are super expensive and they're barely anymore. I don't remember what they are. I think they're double or something or triple, but still, that's not enough. Yeah. My One, one of my works... They uh they do use physical media drives. They have not like officially they they use both. They use uh I say we we use physical media as in discs if we want to back up data. We've we we've used USB sticks here and there, but they haven't like officially transitioned over. That's military stuff though. It's mm-hmm. it's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, I it's it, Every time I go to any any uh, department store or shopping or whatever, and I go through the electronics section, and I see towers of discs. I'm like, I remember those mm-hmm. days. Yep, I definitely remember those <laughs> days. Buying entire fucking animes, anime seasons and series, and putting them all a disc. Yep, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's so funny just thinking, you know, I remember the day like discs came into my life and left. Like I have lived through the disc era. And I'm still alive. Like it, it wasn't like a you know two year thing. That was a almost a, felt like a decade worth of media formats shit. Yeah. And now it's like, nah, man. If you don't have like fucking ten terabytes worth of storage space, you're fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting when you think about that and how you know we to- I talked about it not too long ago. I think it was Best Buy or someone was going to stop selling music CDs because oh. you just, <laughs> yeah. everybody's MP3 players or cloud stuff or whatever, you know. That's a topic for discussion right there since, you know, just to tangent in my own fucking week and my own fucking podcast, I still use MP3 players to this day. Mm-hmm. I still use them today. I, I try to find them where it, it it really doesn't matter how much storage space they have on them as long as they have a card that can support something. And usually I can get away right now with like a 32 memory card. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If it can support 64, that's even better. But you will be surprised. Um, despite what I see when I go to, to brick and mortars and despite what I find when I go through Amazon or any new egg anywhere to try to find it at like just a fucking MP3 player. It is not that easy. It's it, I yeah. feel like MP3 players as a whole have gone to the wayside. I don't know what the media is that has replaced them aside from just your fucking phone. Yeah, I was going to say your phone. I I I I suppose, but man, I I have gone through I have spent the better part of 10 plus years going through trying different brands, different companies, different models of ones that have worked before. Uh, it's not that fucking easy for me. It has not been easy. Now, I'm sure you can go to Amazon right now and just type in MP3 player and you can find a laundry list. Let me tell you where your hangups are going to be. Number one are, is brand and, repu- and reputation. Um, you're, you're going to, if, if you're paying something for, a, if you're paying for a good brand, like a Sony brand, you plan to be spending a hundred dollars or more two to 300 for some good Sony ones that I've seen. Uh, RCAs are pretty good. Phillips are pretty good. The sand disc ones have always been up and down. I have gone, I've spent many years and lots of money burning through these products that they're in the. They'll either drop or they'll stop working. They'll crash and won't work anymore on their own. I had one that was a Sony model. I don't. I, I'd have to go look up. I've got it in my phone somewhere. But I had a model of a of a Sony MP3 player. It's one that I actually kept in my truck day in and day out in the heat and in the cold, and it served me the probably six years, six to seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not buying a new memory card for it. That's that's its own internal memory. Uh, it had all the features that I look all the features that I look for. It, it, the features are another issue when trying to find an MP3 player that I like. I want one that has a random ability, one that has a true like fucking random shuffle ability. Uh, just all sort of little, just little touches that I like on an MP3 player. And what I found today is that yeah, visually, if you just look and search for an MP3 player, 
you can find several. Most of them are fucking garbage. Most of them are either they're they're they they'll crap out within six six months to a year, or they'll crap out later. Which I mean, if you're buying something, you don't want to crap out. Period. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's electronics. I get that electron if it's electronic or mechanical, it's going to break. I get that, but. Man, if I'm spending like 40, 50 bucks on an MP3 player and it doesn't have 64 gigs of fucking storage space and it craps out in like in a year and a half, I'm kind of pissed off. I've got a few right now that are like the last limbs, but it's not easy. It hasn't it hasn't been easy. I've tried several i've tried some of the off brands i i I use i try to go through uh the user reviews and just you know let me let me see who has the most reviews and the highest reviews and i'll see some typical stuff like oh man i was looking for one this was this was like 30 bucks cheaper than anyone i've ever found it takes a little bit of tinkering to put to mess around with the interface but yeah we're good And 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 they'll crap out but yeah, I still, I mean, I use them for when I run, I use them at work, I use them for in general. I still use generic MP3 players. I do not use my phone as my MP3 player for my podcast, for my music, for any any audio. The only thing I use my phone for is watching videos when I'm not here at the house and, I, and you know, through YouTube. Sure. But my phone is not in a a music player to me. My MP3 players are, and it's man, it's 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 been a challenge. It's been a, it's been a fucking actual thing to where like oh well that one crapped out. I have to go searching for if I if I go by say I understand these are completely m- mechanically different, but if we have we have pet rabbits, if my if one of our rabbits are loose. And they chew like my fucking cord for my, my charger cord for my phone. I go to Amazon and 30 seconds later, three clicks, bam, 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 one button click, fucking free two day shipping because of Prime, bam, I've got five cables coming to my house, no problem. Mm-hmm. That's looking through reviews and finding shit like that. If I want a new PlayStation 4 controller, and I don't feel like going to a brick-and-mortar store. Bam, bam, click, click, new place, PS4, new controller, click, click, one-day shipping, straight to my house, bam, done. If I want almost anything that I just, if I, if I want something and need to buy something straight through Amazon, it doesn't take me long. It doesn't take a lot of research, even stuff for my cameras or stuff for this podcast, but when I go looking for an MP3 player, it's like an hour's worth of work of sifting through all the shit and finding something that I hope will work and then finding what's available. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I hate that. What, what do you, what do you use outside of your, uh, when you leave the house and you want to listen to music, podcasts, whatever, what do you have? I just use my phone. I have, uh, the Amazon music app, and that's what I get a mm-hmm. lot of stuff on because uh, of Prime. I get access to certain free uh, music, and some mm-hmm. of it's actually good. So I use that mostly. Um, you can also transfer over your own and play it in that player, uh, but mm-hmm. my phone doesn't have a whole lot of storage, or at least my last one didn't. Um, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't transferred anything to my current phone. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I honestly don't have a solid reason why I don't use my phone as an MP3 player. I know most people do. I I, I don't even think it's like an age thing. I, I understand the, the availability. Your phone is always on you, therefore you'll always have a, a media player always mm-hmm. on you. But I guess I'm just so landlocked into the mentality of always having an MP3 player. My music, my, my media formats to me over years have been vastly different. I come from that age where record I do man. I first started listening to music and could do shit on my own like recording songs from the radio as they were playing on the radio on a cassette player. <laughs> that was my shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then when fucking discs came around they're like, "Yeah, you could just fucking make your own discs whatever you want." And then it was, "No, you don't even have to make them into music format. You just put the music on the file and data and it will read them." And then MP3 players came around. Yeah, I don't know. I've just I've always been landlocked in MP3 players in my mind. So that's a long-winded fucking ramble about, "Yeah, MP3 players are not <laughs> easy to find." You would think they are. You could find them. You can go to any fucking brick and mortar retail electronics department right now and probably find twenty of them. In my experience, they they just they've crapped out. Mm-hmm. That's a good question for my audience then, or our audience. If you have any MP3 players you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear. Them. I'd love to. I'll try them out. I'm all about trying them out. I've got. I'm like I said. I'm down to like two right now, and I know they're gonna go any at any time. So. Yeah, we want to try some more out. So I got Chibi Robo, random tangent about an MP3 player. I'm, I don't think anything else in my week. I think I went. I, I did browse around the uh, Nintendo eShop for a little while because just I, I had I had put more money on that on my 3DS than I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought Chibi Robo, had some time, had some money left over. Figured I'd go browse around. Didn't really find anything else. I found some trailers for some very highly reviewed uh, RPGs. They had they had uh, they looked very they looked old school, the old school pixelated that we know. Mm-hmm. One definitely looked like a Super Nintendo RPG. One kind of looked like a Secret of Mana. One kind of looked like a Fantasy Star almost. Uh, I didn't really buy any. They were all like ten, fifteen dollars a piece. I didn't didn't really didn't really see anything else. But that was just me trying to round out again, just seeing it. All right, is there anything else I'm looking to get yeah. to see any other 3ds games I want to pack up into my library? Um, and then it. So really, the rest of my week is back to Monster Hunter. Still playing it. I have, man, I'll tell you, <laughs> I was stuck. At level 49, Hunter rank 49, mm-hmm. for the better part of all last week. The better part of this whole entire week from the, from that episode to this episode. Uh, I was Hunter rank 49 last week when I recorded last episode. I just didn't, I don't, I don't think I brought it up. But as far as story content, as far as main mission content that the game, that the game can deliver to you, I was on the very last rung. And it was a boss called uh, Kieran. It was a unicorn lightning based boss. And you can't if I'm understanding how the upgrading in this game works, at different increments of the game, they will allow you to use your armor mods to upgrade your armor to give you more defense. So 
the the higher your hunter rank, the higher you'll be able to increase your armor. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the really the real big picture for the in game thing is just keep doing shit and getting your your uh, your hunter rank up, and thereby being able to equip yourself with better armor or being able to upgrade the armor that you have. Uh, once you get to level forty nine they stop your progress. I think they do that in chunks, but I think I was so far ahead of the game, it was like I would do something and I would get my cap unlocked and it mm-hmm. would be like 13 levels worth of a cap. Yeah. And then I'd do something, do something, do something, didn't realize I was capped, do something, and then get un- another eight levels of a cap knocked off. Uh, I was at 49 for a while because holy fucking shit, Kieran is not that easy. <laughs> He is not fucking easy at all. Uh, I I want to say a th- only a third of the attempts I made at Kieran were solo. And the the more that I read on forums and the more that my I, like I posted on different threads about him and whatnot, they were like, yeah, why are you trying to solo this guy? This is no fucking joke. But of course, again, I'm mm-hmm. from that fucking Dark Souls mentality where I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking be bousted. I'm not going to be ousted by one fucking boss. Uh, holy shit. Man. <laughs> so, uh, Kieran got beat. Uh, I did not do it solo. I did have people with me. And I can't tell you how many times where either I would join another game that was already in progress or make my own, and it would be in no time people were in my game. I locked a few of mine to single player, but eventually I just fucking let it go. And, you know, if somebody joins, cool. If they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. But I I had people joining my games where it was me at level 49. The other person would be like level 80-something. The other person would be like 120-something. All of us wipe. Like, no fucking, no joke. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, I'm getting different tips I'm getting different abilities. I'm seeing what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I had shit that I know I needed to have, like my lightning, my thunder mantle, shit like that. I I, I did what I could, and I think I think I fought him probably close to fifty, sixty some odd Jesus. times. Yeah, it's it, man, it's and. I'm eager for the for those that are going to comment in and go. I beat Kieran like on the third <laughs> battle. What's your fucking problem? I I feel you. you. I'll just pat you on your shoulder. Good job. Mm-hmm. I've had my time. I've had plenty of games in my time like that. This was not one of them. Severely getting frustrated with this fucking boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it it it's so funny how you can join these games and like you are the reason why the game will die out, but then somebody will join your game later, and then they'll be the reason why, so it all kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. I have joined several games where... I, I've, I've gotten way better now at looking at uh, how many attempts have been made. Generally, there are three. Generally, you get three faints before they kick you out of the mission. Right. Sometimes you'll see five. Sometimes you'll see one and two. You, know, you never know. But... I'm always on edge when I join a mission and I see the two feints have already been used because I'm like, man, I don't want to be that guy. I really feel bad when I join a mission and no feints have happened and it's like the main party, the leader dies, and then I die twice. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
But nobody gives you shit, man. Nobody fucking sends you fucking 12-year-old, oh, I just learned how to cuss yesterday fucking PlayStation messages because that's kind of how this game works. There are, a lot of ba- there are a lot of matches in this game that can just fuck you. And uh, I know for a while there was, uh, it was uh, Nier Gigante was giving me that problem too where I would just get caught up in a corner or just get caught by some dumb shit. There is nothing more aggravating than getting into a match, eating your food, getting yourself prepared. You go out there. Six minutes later, you die. You come back. You can't eat your food because there's a time limit on when when you can eat your food. So you're like, well, I guess I'm going to go in here now with lower health and Mm -hmm. lower stamina and hope I do better. And then you wipe again. It's like, oh, man, Jesus. The simple solution that... Chris, obviously, it's just don't fucking die, though. So Yeah, get it, good. It is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as far as progress in this game, I am now to the point of, and this is probably all going to become moot because, again, God of War today, but I am, I have picked at least one weapon from every single class and have chosen a a branch a, a, a branching path that I want to upgrade that weapon to. Some of them have been to looks. Some of them have been to the actual stats. I think I found a great sword. It was either a great sword or a hammer that had like eighteen hundred? No, 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 no. Like eleven hundred eighty something damage. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pick them all just because they had the. I didn't min max them for every tree. Some of them are like, oh, that that fucking sword and shield look cool. I want to do that. And I've got, I think I've got like four more weapons to go, four or five more weapons to go, and I'll have every one of them maxed out as far as they can go in their tree. And then I'll just try some more. I'll just. I'll actually. I've, I've been. Tr- I've been trying to take the newest weapons that I've upgraded all the way into battle and use them, but I'm still. I still have to beat these enemies to get the carvings off of them. So, I kind of retract back to the weapons that I'm mainly used to using. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an event out right now for a new, a new, uh, a new boss. Gives new gives new weapons. New armors, new palico equipment, all that stuff. Not a big fan of the armor, so I didn't use it. Uh, I didn't like it for my palico, so I didn't use it on him either. Uh, it was it was a cool it was a cool definitely a cool battle to get into, but not something I don't want to jump into thirty times. Uh, the Mega Man event, I guess, is still going on, so I think I want to finish that out. I actually. T- I only got the Mega Man Buster. I'm like one ticket away from getting all of it upgraded, but again, I just I don't know how I feel about fucking 3D pixelated Mario <laughs> looking at the Palico. It is cute as fuck to see Mario running around and, and firing a blaster. Yeah, I have no problem admitting that, but I think I'm good with mine just having the blaster. There is some spring event also going on right now. I'm saying all this to say that I. I'm kind of feeling like once I upgrade the weapons, it's really going to be up to how the either the interactability or the level of help I feel is needed or me just want to play if I want to continue playing after that. I think right now, as of this recording, I have like 
220-something hours into the game, <laughs> which that fucking blew my mind. Uh, last episode, I told you I wanted to check the time, and I just I didn't get around to yeah. it. After that recording and post-editing and all that shit, I, of course, went back to playing Monster Hunter. I had like 180-something hours into that game. I had to fucking put the controller down. I said, there's no fucking way. There is no way. I don't, I just, you don't realize how this game is deliciously slow. Like, it it plods, but you don't feel like it does. I don't know uh, about it, that. <laughs> well, I, I loaded I mean, it up last night again. Yeah. Um, well, just for me, mm-hmm. it's I, I can see how it does. I mean, you got to chase monsters around all the time. There's stuff to do in between the batches in the matches when you're waiting. But I mean, when I went through my monster list uh, and just looked at all the the like how many of these monsters that I fought, it just it just it just blew my mind. I I have fought a fuck ton of monsters and killed a fuck ton of them, and I just I didn't realize that. I just it doesn't it didn't feel to me like I put 180 hours into it, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll 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 have to see. Uh, I'm a hundred percent sure that after tonight I'll probably be diving solely into God of War, and what I do after God of War, I may go back to play Monster Hunter and finish out the weapons, but even then, I don't know. I just I really don't know. There's, it might be, this might be one of those games. It's kind of like, uh, I'll probably treat this game like MMORPG, like some MMORPG players treat their MMORPGs. We're like, oh, I'm, there's a new seasonal event out. Cool. Let me go play that for, you know, a few days and get all my shit. And all right, I'm good. Uh, if, if they continue the life cycle of this game like they're doing now, th- it would be it would have been awesome to have played this game like two years from now. You know, where instead of thirty, thirty five monsters, there's like ninety. Uh and and a shit ton of more content. You know, mm-hmm. the story caps out at like, you know, hundred and fifteen instead of forty nine. Uh I'm enjoying the game. I'm not saying I'm not. I it's it's a it's a fucking nail biting, frustrating at times, yet very fun, rewarding. The team cooperation, I love. Uh, a small example, that spring event going on right now, every day you can get tickets. I have turned all of them in every single day. I've got like 130, 140-something uh, fireworks. I love popping those off after every victory, especially <laughs> if I'm with a party. Mm-hmm. If we take something down, and I, and I know we've been working at it for like 20 fucking minutes, as soon as that fucking bitch is down... Pop the chat open, give a big thumbs up, good work, and I put down fireworks. I, l- I love the teamwork aspect of it. But longevity, don't know. It's it, I, I don't know. It's not. I'm not saying that because I will have put like 250 hours into it. There's no like hour minimum cap for me with games. It's more of what the game has to offer now. It has hit me in the face that I've already put this many hours into it as it is. But... I don't, aside from the general, let me fire the game up, let me just go in a join game and just fucking help people out, I don't know what else the game has to offer me. I don't, there's, I've already got all the armor upgrades available. It would be just me grinding the materials for it. But I've already got an armor set that I've fallen in love with and have already upgraded, don't want to get any more. The weapons, 
yeah, picking one of each is cool, but I've already beat every monster. I've already, already done all that, so we'll see. We'll see how it is once uh once I'm done with God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from knocking out some random levels here and there in Kirby's uh, Robo 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 World. Robo Robobot Robobot there we go <laughs> uh, that's it I'll uh I guess you and I will roll into Critical Role in D&D uh you said you're caught all the way up in Critical Role yep. correct I am on whole let me, let me just swap my screens here real quick and I will tell you exactly the episode I'm on I'm on episode 90 90 something 98 nice almost there yeah yeah now of course chris you can't spoil anything Mm -hmm. for me or for anybody else but really has me curious what the fuck's going on because again i'm on episode 98 there's only like six 17 18 more episodes to go yep um yeah I wonder when the big fucking turn thing's gonna come because that fucking dra- the uh the chroma the chroma series I feel like that was like a twenty thirty episode arc. Mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of went on for a while. Yeah. But oh man. Uh so spoiler warning for Critical Role, the uh RPG series on YouTube. Major spoilers may come about, so you've been warned. Uh, yeah, so, you know, about fucking ten episodes ago, uh, Scanlan just fucking left. Yep. I was like, oh, I thought this was a bit. I thought this was a, I thought this was a thing. I thought it was a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. I thought Scanlan, the character, was playing a joke on, like, Vox Machina for some reason. And he had a fucking huge, dramatic fucking blow up at his party and left. Yep. And I was like, uh, what? And then he introduced a brand new character. And I was like, all right, no, this has got to be some big fucking joke. I know. Come on, man. We all know Scanlon. He's a big fucking trickster. This is a big fucking joke. And he went as far as making a second character to play this joke out. I'm on episode 98 and that fucker's still here. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I'm yeah. This what's... this arc you're on is named uh-huh. after that character. Yeah. When they yeah. break it down afterwards and they start talking about the different arcs, you know, yeah. there's the Chroma Conclave arc, and then there's yeah. the Tyrion arc. Yeah, yeah, and it is. Yeah, this is definitely his. Uh, this is definitely his thing because you know he found out about his dad and, and the fucking money and all that shit. So. Yeah, I'm 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 very interested because again, I of course you're not going to spoil anything, mm-hmm. but they went through that entire chroma arc and I mean, yeah, some people die, but like th- there's only two ways to have ended that. Vox Machina rolls through that successfully, which they did, or Vox Machina wipes campaign over. I've only got 20, 30, 20 something episodes, less than 20 episodes left in this thing. I, I I feel like that I don't know what's coming. Like I think that there's that fucking 
universe sucking orb thing that that uh, Percy's been dealing mm-hmm. with for probably like he's been talking about and bringing up randomly for like 30, 40 episodes. I'm thinking that may be it. Uh, but I'm thinking that if this if this this is what sucks about knowing how many numbered episodes are left, mm-hmm. but I feel like if the whole entire Vox Machina campaign ends, I I would hope that it's some long like all has been peppered since the beginning arc that's gonna finish out. It's either that or Vox Machina wipes and the campaign's over. I don't know which of those two. <laughs> Uh, if the Tyrion campaign ends it, that'll be cool, but that's a Tyrion campaign ending, and it wouldn't feel like a Vox Machina campaign ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, it would feel like the Tyrion campaign's over, cool, but the Vox Machina campaign has to end for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, dude, there's so fucking much with, with roughly three hours every episode. Funny how that shit works, huh, Chris? Yeah. But it's it's with three hours roughly every episode. I'm on episode ninety eight. It is fucking impossible for me to recall like every little detail that that Matt's thrown at them, mm-hmm. or every little encounter has been like, oh yeah, they need to go back and do this thing. They completely didn't do that. And I'm trying to think, okay, what what big fucking bombs were laid out by Mercer? That they have that they put to the back burner and have not went back to, and the only one that I can think of is that fucking that orb. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called, but I guess that may be it. Which they, I mean, they the I think it was last episode they actually did talk about. They finally uh, scryed into it or something, and they saw what the other side was because apparently that orb is like a it's like a door shot like the arrow the door. Yeah, the Oracle Arrow. Yeah. yeah, and Matt was like, "Yeah, it's pretty much that's the, that's the negative version of the Feywild." And they were like, "Oh, we're fucking doing this. Let's go!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, look, this sounds so bad. It sounds such an asshole to think to say. I don't. It's not that I don't like Tyrion. Is that I want to know why the fuck Scanlan left like that, and now mm-hmm. this guy is here. I like Doty. I think Doty's funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I loved I loved uh Terry on the onset with him being like a complete fucking douche nozzle until they put him in battle and he fucking got his ass kicked. And he was like, <laughs> oh no. Um I do like Tyrion. I do, mm-hmm. I do, I do. But they they shot that fucking arrow through that crystal and they saw what was on the other side. And Percy was like, hey, we're fucking going. Hell yeah. We're, let's get our shit together. Let's start planning. Let's do this fucking... There's something on the other side, and we're going to go. Vox Machina, yeah. And the day, the moment they were going to do that, this shit with Tyrion started. It's like, oh, well, Tyrion, you got kidnapped. I'm like, look here, look here, Witcher 3. Hold <laughs> on, okay. Don't fucking ramp me up. I'm already curious of where this whole campaign is going. <laughs> Don't fucking start that engine and rev it up and then pull the fucking key out and go do this other thing. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's good. It's still entertaining, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, can, let's get this fucking family business shit done up. Cause I want to know where Tyrion's ends. One, two, I want to know what's really up with Scanlan. And three, I want to know where this fucking shit leads to. 
I want to know what's on the other side of that orb. I want to know how they handle it. I want to know what's about to go down. So, we shall see. I don't I think you'll be, be disappointed. I hope not. I hope not. I, I don't like the brakes being pulled on me like that, mm-hmm. but maybe it'll be worth it when it's all when it's all done. So, so oh man, love it, love it, good time. Uh, I've been steering very, very clear of of season t- of uh, campaign two, so I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't really know any details about campaign two, other than I know they all have new characters. Yeah, that's that's about it, which makes sense. But that's where I am. I'm 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 getting to the end now. I'd say within a, if 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 not if not this week, it'll probably be the the next week. I'll have this this uh this campaign finished. I have a feeling once you get close to the end, it will go very quick. You won't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's excited. I can't I can't wait because now because <laughs> now that I've now that I've said this, not only to our audience as a whole, but to you as well, because you've already seen it. Mm-hmm. You already know. You're that guy right now. You're like, oh, I know. <laughs> Oh I, oh, I could tell you, but you going to find out. Yep. <sighs> Let's talk D&D for two minutes. We did play D&D last week. Yep. Well, yeah. We this did week, play our... Yeah. <laughs> How do you think it went? Um, <laughs> It's, again, it's a little, as a DM, frustrating not to get to the meat, but it seemed like everybody enjoyed themselves, and... It was a lot of, it wasn't bad stuff. Um, It just wasn't anything I had planned, you know. Um, And I'm currently in the process of, I'm going to have to completely redo the encounter now. You know, whatever occurs there. Because it it was originally based on you stumbling across it in progress, you know, whatever's happening there. But now I don't have that. So I basically have a map. I'd already put everything out. You know, all the stuff on the map is now worthless. Um, well, you know, like um, like Pro Jared said, man, if you don't use it, repurpose it and use it later. I mean, it, it, the map itself is going to be used. That's where you're at now. I yeah. literally just deleted everything off of it. Um, I made a copy of it and then deleted everything off of it. And then mm-hmm. put you guys on it again. Um, yeah. And then let you do your thing. Yeah. Um, as far as who you're going to run into there and all that and what's going to happen, uh, I start to replan that. Um, mm. What What did you think of it as you know a player? Um. um so I, I will I will definitely say right now I had I had it in my mind that I was going to do something. At the beginning of this of this one, I mean, again, I don't I don't like metagaming it, but mm-hmm. I had I had in mind something I wanted to try, and it did not work out the way I wanted to. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to not be the guy that fucking said anything. <laughs> we had initial decisions that needed to be made. We had shit that needed to be done uh, before we headed into this uh, this area with these. Uh, uh, forget what they were. Clergy, uh, cultists, cultists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna fucking sit back. I mean, I'm not gonna be that fucking guy, but I'm gonna sit back. 
and I'm going to let other people decide what's going on. So the Bard was already separated from the group. The Bard and the Goliath were already off. They were going to be doing their own thing. I wasn't mm-hmm. really worried about them. It was me and three other people. I said, well, let's let's see. So when you started it up and you went through the thing, you were like, all right, guys, so what are you doing? I, just, I, just, I didn't say a damn thing for about 45 seconds until I realized nobody was saying anything. And I was like, all right, so we need to go do some <laughs> investigating. We need to go get some planning done. We need to go figure out what we're going to do if we're going to go t- take care of business. And I jumped right back into the leader's seat. Uh, I, I I feel like we partially have some 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 fly by ear players. Don't know if it's because they're new or maybe they're just nervous because there's you know new people in the group. But a lot of yeah, whatever the group says, I'm like, man, it's man, you, you got, y'all got to participate, man. Y'all need to say something. It doesn't always have to be one person calling the shots, and then you just roll your dice. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, part of that is from new, being new. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping it'll come with time, and I definitely want to clarify too. Like there, there, I feel as far as the narrative is going right now, again, without us having a central tying narrative, without us as this six party group having a central core theme. If, if if I'm look if I'm a tavern person looking in in this group, there's only really a couple that I see that that ha- I I think like if somebody was looking at this group from the outside and going, which one of these are the shot callers? Which one of these are the ones that are leading them to victory? Mm-hmm. Leading them being the operative word. It's mainly going to be me because I've been the main one talking. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's the bard. The bard's also done some talking. And there's the the rogue who's who's talked and counter talked to to my character. The other three have not really made any decisions. It it's not gonna bother me if my character ends up being the leader. There's nothing wrong with a ranger being a leader. I mean, they're pretty well traveled anyway. And if my character has some type of intelligence, he's I'm hope I'm gonna make him use it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't want it to be like, I don't want to have to engineer the game for me not to be the leader because I don't mind being it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's less, I, I thought about this a lot and I think it's less and less that I'm worried that my character is going to be a leader and more that I'm going to be the guy talking the most. Sure. And I talk, a, I talk a lot just in <laughs> nature, mm-hmm. period, but I don't want, I don't want myself to feel like this is the Jowie show, much less the other five people in this group. So I keep trying my best to, at times where you come out and say, all right, guys, X situation, the six of you are here. What's going on? I try not to say anything, but then nothing happens. Yeah. Or nothing or nothing productive happens. And I, I say that in a nice way. I'm not saying that, you know, well, I'm going to go to the tavern and buy and, and, and go buy some ale whatever you want to do but yeah i I just don't want it to feel i i don't want to walk away from a session going man it's just i'm fucking doing everything and i don't i want other i want to know about these other characters i want them to have their input and their contributions and i want to feel like we when when i look at vox machina as an example this again and i'm not fucking solely 100% saying that Chris's campaign is going to be like this. I'm saying when I look at that, the only other example I had to look at, uh, Chris, who do you think the leader of Vox Machina is? 
I mean, I would kind of lean toward maybe Percy, and that's like from like halfway through the campaign and on. Yeah, it kind of changes. He, yeah, he kind of changed. He went through like being the guy that was definitely there, definitely a strong fucking team member to the guy that's stepping up and talking to people and, you know, using his royalty almost at, at some points to be mm-hmm. like, this is the way things are going to go. Kind of, maybe, maybe, uh, Vax every now yeah. and again. But I can't look at them and go, okay, of these six, seven, eight people, uh, this is the leader. Uh, they all contribute to one degree or the other. And that's every episode, too. So. Yeah, yeah I, I think. I, I, go ahead. I think early on, uh, it was more Vax. I think in their, the stuff that was mentioned in their home campaign, it sounded like uh, Vax was more of a leader. Um, yeah. But it may have just been because of. Um, how involved they were in the story arc at the time. I think that's also part of it. Um, Even at one point, Grog sort of became the leader because they were deferring to him because this was his thing. This was his, you know, they were going to follow him, whatever decision he made, supporting him, you know. Um, So I I don't think they have a true leader, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, it's just it's just contribution level. And I don't mean that as in people are not pulling their weight. I mean I want I want us all to contribute. I want us all to be decision makers. I want us all to follow paths and make paths and and put input in. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh I know that you had mentioned that we were gonna have a central tying theme eventually, and I think maybe when that era comes around things may be different. And again, I'm not placing 100% faith on on everything going smooth right now anyway because th- that that was what at session f- 3 or 4. Uh 4. <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like 3 because this week's only spanned I think f- 6 hours something right. like that. Yeah. Of a day. Right. So, yeah, this is still baby new. I mean, I, I I have no in I have no thoughts in my head, even with experienced players, that I'm gonna walk in and within the third session we're all gonna be this tight knit group and everybody's gonna have increments of thirty minutes talking. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working through it, but I'm I'm gonna do my best next episode. Next episode, sure. I'm just gonna <laughs> call it episodes and we're gonna fucking deal with it. But next session, I'm gonna do my best to encourage. I tried to do it last one too, where I was like, hey what do you think about this? And it was like, nah, I just, whatever y'all decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the way your character is cool. I have no problem with that, but come on, <laughs> come on, play, come on, play with us. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, it's hard to engage certain players when they don't really have a stake in it. You know, mm-hmm. their character doesn't mm-hmm. have a stake in it. The players knew, so they don't really, I don't know. They just—it's hard to put without sounding insulting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just something that hopefully will improve over time. Um, if they want to keep playing, um, yeah. We'll see if everybody decides to stay. I think, for the most part, nobody seems like they want to drop out at, right now. Anyway. Yeah. No. It's, it's we we have a we have a people. It's. You get, do you kind of get that fucking uh, raid leader feel 
right before the episode starts where we're like, all right, so it's like we're going to start at 8 and it's 7.55 and I see one person online. Mm-hmm. Dude, I feel so bad. This, I'm like, this week was okay. Um, this week wasn't bad. And the week before, not last week, but the week before that two two uh, sessions ago was okay. But the one last week, we were missing yeah. half the people. Yeah. When time rolled around, I was like, yep, here it goes. Um, Hair pulling. Dude, but, I felt, I feel for you. But to be fair, part of that was because we changed the day. And right, right, right. at least one person didn't get the memo because they didn't read my things in Discord. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of funny. Uh, one person had asked me about three hours earlier, are we playing tonight? I said, yeah. Dude. And they were one that wasn't <laughs> there on time. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, there's somebody that's that's asked you almost every like, like we're all playing tonight, right? Like, yeah, we're playing tonight at eight, right? Yeah, <laughs> we discussed this last week in the sis in the session. It's already been set in stone. Yes, yeah, you know when to. I, I'm sorry, man. I get I get fucking raid leader mentality about that. It, it 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 bugs me. Like when people know when the schedule is, but then they act like they don't know. Like you were here. We all discuss this as a group. We're always going to be here. We always have been here. And if not, we said that we were going to be here this day at this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've also got to mention, I need to, I didn't even think about telling everyone this. It's kind of one of those things I thought would be obvious. But when you go to the games on Roll20, I've been setting when the next game will be. Yeah. And it does a timer for you, uh, either in days or in hours, depending yeah. on if it's that day or not. So. I have to mention and, that. Uh, I wanna I wanna make that clear though. I, Chris, have you have you been a raid leader in in a in eleven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So him and I both have experience on this. I want to make this very clear right now because I feel like there is some upper echelon elitist fucking raid leaders are gonna be thinking like, oh, this is one of my guys. I'm not one of your guys. My raid group was very fucking lax. Okay, we met up like at the most twice a week, and we we didn't fucking push DPS and we didn't try to be the best. We weren't trying to be fucking day one conquerors and shit like that. We were we we, we weren't by a set regiment. As long as my group let me know they were gonna be late, that's all I cared about. When people showed up fifteen minutes later acting like they didn't know when the fucking raid was, then I just had to talk with them. I didn't, you know, land base them in the group. But if other people are setting aside time to be there and we all know we're, when we're going to be there just fucking be there like that's that's how I feel about it it's not just me as the raid leader it's other people that are like hey we're all here like just <laughs> it's not a job you're not being paid and yeah it's all fucking twirl your fingers in the air video game related but if you're in an eight man raid group and you're one of those people there are seven other people waiting on you like they, they they could be out shopping, they could be playing other games, they could be spending time with their spouses, spending time with their kids, they could be washing their car, mowing the lawn, fucking paying their taxes. Who the fuck cares? But they're here, waiting on you. I, I it always bugged me. Like, oh, was it today? It's always been today. <laughs> oh, I thought it was an hour later. No, for the past twenty two fucking weeks, it's been at seven o'clock, not seven thirty. <laughs> And it's it's even oh man, Chris, we're gonna be able to fucking woo, we're gonna be able to tangent with this. It's even worse when you see the fucker in game, 
and you see them join up for like what is obviously going to be a 30-minute raid mm-hmm. 10 minutes before raid starts. <laughs> you see them joining this match, and you're like, what? Yeah. So you got to fucking be the nice guy. Put it in chat like, hey, man, uh, just a reminder, uh, raid's in like nine minutes. And they go, okay. And uh, <laughs> I yeah. see you join something that's going to take you half an hour. That's you also finishing it and getting out and getting healed up and getting your shit together and then getting into the group. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And it, it's not, you know, I'm not, it's not so much that I really care about starting right on the minute, yeah. but we start so late that we ultimately only have like two and a half to three hours to play. And that's not a lot of time in D&D. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> we were, <clears throat> everything was still going on, you know, with the trip and stuff and visiting the temple. And I was like, oh, okay, we can get this done and then move on. And I'm like, oh my God, it's already 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. going to, there's no way we're going to get to the encounter. What I was expecting when the session started was, all right, you guys are at the end. Um, you know, you know, this thing's going on tonight around midnight. I was expecting to be like, all right, we hang out, you know, we're going to chill. And even someone had said that at one point, we're going to chill until it gets later. Um, and it's like, oh, I want to, we need to go to this, do this. And then you, you, the group talked about things for a bit and ended up going to the temple. Um, that was a whole thing. Um, Dude, the, the, <laughs> oh, man. That, those roles. My roles were absolutely terrible. Yeah. And the Bard is very fortunate about that. I uh, talk, I, I was talking to Adam about this mm-hmm. uh, at, at work uh, over the next couple of days. And I was like, man, I don't. I said, Adam, wait, why did we end up going to the temple? He was like, even well, he's like, well, you agreed to it. I'm like, yeah, but then I thought about it after the fact and it still didn't make sense. <laughs> I, said, it's, I was like, this, this, ha- this I, I just got caught. OK, so the initial idea. Mm-hmm. was uh adam had a great fucking idea we had we had the cloaks and the and and, and the masks of these uh cultists mm-hmm. let's go there find a way to metal metal up in them and be in disguise and then fucking wreak havoc and win the day that somehow got turned into let's go make the temple knights or the temple guard do the work for us and it was like the whole our idea train just went fucking crazy because some fucking how we ended up at the temple. And I got I thought about this after the session. I was like, why the fuck did we even do that? <laughs> that would be like me going to Chris and saying, Chris, I want you to go do this thing for me. When you do this for me, I will pay you one hundred dollars. I'll pay you 50 for information. But if you do it, I'll give you a hundred. And then you come back and then just give me the information and, t- and you know say, hey, your guards can take care of it. Okay, well, here's your 50. Mm-hmm. But you could have had 100 if you just fucking did it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we ended up coming back here. And then, like, it was one to two good solid ideas that somehow got morphed into 15 other ideas. Mm-hmm. I was getting frustrated that we couldn't fucking decide <laughs> on an idea. I'm like, guys, in my head, even if Chris is being generous, 
we're sitting here squabbling over an idea. We had a couple good ones set in place, but now there's other ones and we're trying. But physical time is passing in this real world, in our physical world, and also in game time is passing. I said, like, I fucking know it. I'm, we're going to say this and Chris is going to say, all right, guys, well, it's actually 945 in the game now. So all your afternoon got wasted. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, all of our fucking evening got wasted. And I was like, God, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I I think, I don't think going to a temple is a bad thing. <clears throat> I think from the approach of having backup um, was good. You could have played it either way with what information you provided, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether or not you told them the truth or told yeah. them, hey, they're going to be over there to actually, you know, have them nearby maybe but yeah. not actually show up and you know steal the spotlight so to speak yeah. um but being close enough to be backup you know you could yell for them or maybe the commotion would draw them or something like that yeah. um but telling them exactly where it is you know that'll play we'll see how that plays out um, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that um and i don't think that it was said that well, okay, so what you guys had told them was you were going to ambush or you were going to infiltrate and then they'd show up and help, but that's not what you're doing now. You're actually exactly. st- standing by for an ambush. It got changed again. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll but still I, work I, out, I think. I will say, again, the fact that we're all new, well, not we're all new, but most of us are new, one, two, our characters don't know each other, mm-hmm. two, three, our characters are low level. We're only level two. Yep. I will say from Jowie's perspective, Chris, Jowie's he's learning a lot. He's finding <laughs> things very interesting. Oh, man. It's it's all fun, though. I walked away from last episode going, oh, shit, some shit happened. All right. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of downtime, but that quickly got fucking swept under the rug, and we were going to go do some shit. Yeah. And in a very poetic way, mm-hmm. I know it sucks that we didn't have the encounter that night, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's like, all right, we're set up, we're ready to go, and that's where we're going to end tonight. I was like, Chris Mercer, you motherfucker, you. you I didn't want to end. I was, oh, I was I know, prepared I to stay up. It, I was like, but it was you so know what, I'm not going to I'm not gonna call it. I'm going to wait yeah. for someone else to call it, because I want something to happen here. Yeah, it was it was already it was already so late anyway. Yeah, and between you and me, I, it, dude, if it happens because it happens, I don't care. But I would rather not end an episode halfway through an encounter. I, I'd rather not do that. You know, I've seen Critical Role go all the way through one. You know, I've seen the adverse to that where there was like a almost a five hour episode when they were mm-hmm. underwater. You remember that the Kraken yeah. fight, dude? It was like a four and a half five hour episode. I wouldn't want that either. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted if we have to cool, but I'd rather not stop a session halfway through an encounter cuz yeah. holy shit. My on goal both of our ends. <laughs> my goal was to get to the initiative roll. Yeah. That was my goal. Yeah. Yeah. At least at that point at the beginning of the episode it was to have the encounter over and start talking about what you're going to do next. Yeah. But I'll settle for starting the encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um But other than that session, I actually didn't do a whole lot with D and D this week. Um really? I have done a little bit of world building, but mostly in the sense of naming places and 
adding in smaller uh, villages and towns. Mm -hmm. Um, I still need it. And one of the reasons I haven't done more of the actual city and town placement is because I need another icon for towns. And I haven't found one I like. Um, I have icons like I use the anchor for the, you know, uh, coast or lake uh, places, places associated with water, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have icons for forts and castles and, uh, uh, there's another word I was going to use, but I have icons for farms. Um, but I don't have like a middle ground town icon. I have yeah. one that's like this little dinky village icon. And then I have a castle icon. I need an in between just town. Um, yeah. Most of the ones I've seen are just like three houses or something like that. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to do that because I don't like the way they look or something. But yeah, so I've got to find, I mean, that's just a, one of those things. What I basically do is go on Google and Google image, image search and Google what I want and then icon. Um, and I might have to do black and white or, you know, map or something like that to get some icon. I'm yeah. like, all right, I want this one. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where I've been getting all my icons. I don't think anybody's gonna complain, man. No. Just this whole this whole roll twenty thing's awesome as it is. Anyway, this is a mm-hmm. lot of. I mean, it is still work, but it's a lot less work on your end. On your end, you know, it's all yeah. right there for you to see rolls and everything. Yeah, I did spend a little time making a graphic that I can't wait to show on the next session. Um, oh, okay, okay. It'll only be you. It's probably only gonna be used for about five seconds. Should get a laugh, but it was worth it. Okay. Um, All right. So look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't, I don't think I watched any D&D because when we did our last recording, I had already caught up on Critical Role mm-hmm. because it was Friday, but today's Thursday and the session hasn't happened yet. So I'm not, uh, and I haven't had anything to watch with it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for D&D for me. I've just been doing a little bit of world building. Um, awesome. Awesome. So how else has your week been? Man, I have more things on my list for my week than I do for the <laughs> topic tonight. Holy shit, you've been a busy bee. I have. Um, so the stage is yours. Go for it. So, uh... God, I'm trying to think where to start. Let's start with non-games, since I'm talking about what I was watching. Um, I, I'm i still in that kind of funk where I haven't found something that I really want to watch. Um, I've watched some videos here and there. I've, I'm still caught up on Achievement Hunter. Um, I've watched some other... I haven't... I said I haven't watched any D&D. I think I've tuned in to a few minutes of a few streams just to get a taste of what they're like. Um, because if I'm going to watch them, I want to go back and start from the beginning. But I haven't found a, another campaign that really uh, pulled me in. I did watch uh, some of a world-building campaign that someone else was doing. I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, he has really interesting processes and a lot of information and work he puts in. Because he runs several campaigns, and all but one are based in the same world. Oh, so, wow. you know, people are scatter, scattered across the world. and um, That's pretty cool, <clears throat> And, you know, players have an impact on the world, 
so other campaigns fill those impacts. Mm-hmm. I think even um, because of the way he does things, or he's so busy with D and D, it's his full time job basically is being a DM. Yeah, uh, I think he even has more than one system played because he has a homebrew, heavily customized, kind of two point five. Mm-hmm. edition is his main edition but i think he's also done some 5e um i know the one that's not part of the world is 5e if i'm not mistaken but i mm-hmm. think another one is as well so he may even have two systems that he's dealing with in the same world wow. um but i did watch a little bit of that just to get you know the juices flowing and help uh with some inspiration as i world build Poor perspective is always good, man. Yeah. Uh, Especially for somebody like me who has zero fucking creativity. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I need it. Yeah. I say that, and yet you ask me to write a character bio, and I give you 20 paragraphs. So I don't know. Well, to be fair, you also had something you were working off of on that. Tr- yeah. It wasn't truly yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting how uh, I'm not a very creative person either, which mm-hmm. is not a good thing for a DM. But <laughs> I, when I get an idea, it just kind of morphs occasionally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the overarching plot that I thought of <clears throat> came about because I was like, oh, hey, I, I was looking actually through icons for Roll20. Mm-hmm. And I found one for something and I was like, I, I like that. I want to use that. I want to be able to put that on my screen. Mm-hmm. So what can I go from here? And I was looking for something else. And I stumbled across the cultist. I was like, I want to use that. Yeah. Okay, so now I've got a cult. What is the cult doing? Okay. Um, how can that tie into this other thing? I've got it. All right. So now I have my overarching plot, you know, point, And I just have to flesh it all out, which is the v- most difficult part. Um because the overarching plot came to me in like 10 minutes worth of time. Mm-hmm. And I've been mm-hmm. working since then, you know, hours of trying to fill out stuff around that and in the middle. Uh, it's fun, though. It's been all right. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually, because of how um, we only play once a week. Mm-hmm. And our, like I said, our session's roughly two and a half to three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm. I was actually looking at joining a group if I could find one that played on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. um, to kind of be in the middle of the podcast and our session. Yeah. Because if I don't find a group to join, I might try putting together more people to form another group. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, you know, like Neil does, it'd probably be in the same world. Uh, yeah. Because you're in this country, on this continent. And that country takes up roughly a third, if that, of the continent. Mm-hmm. So I have all this space, all these things I've already started fleshing out, not where you're at, um, that I could use. And another playing another game with another group would allow me to flesh out things around them. So mm-hmm. then I can start mm-hmm. connecting things, you know, and the world will start coming together. Uh, yeah. Because I want to play D&D. Um, <laughs> I want to play more. Uh, once a week isn't doing it for me um yeah it's it's good as a dm to have a week but because the last two sessions really when you look at it haven't moved forward in the 
overarching story, mm-hmm. I still have material. So I'm not needing that week to come up with what's going to happen next, you know? Right, right. I'm using that week to go, okay, I can't wait till they get to what I made two weeks ago. Because, <laughs> um, like I said last week, once that happens, the group will make some decisions and that'll drive what we do. Um, and I'm kind of trying to get to that. I'm trying to flesh things out to where when we get to that point, options are available. Mm-hmm, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm kind of juggling what options should I do because I don't know what the players are going to want to do at this point. Like you've said, not a, some of them haven't said a whole lot. So I don't know what kind of hooks I need to get everybody engaged and on the same page. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not one of those things you want to force. It's like, well, we're obviously a group of people that are playing this game, so we're going to be together. I don't, I don't have a reason, but I'm just going to do it. You know, it's like, eh, right. we need some, some reason to be together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm, I might play more D&D. I don't know. <laughs> I, hey, I'm, man, fucking fill your time with hobbies you like, man. Yeah. For me right now, one one night a week is good for me because mm-hmm. again, I have enough shit and not enough time for it as it is. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you feel you want more, man, go for it. Yeah. So back on the uh, back on the topic of stuff I was watching, uh, since we got back on D and D, of course, uh, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of things um, up until about four hours ago. I was watching stuff. Okay. Um, so. I was, I've been looking at YouTube, uh, looking at Twitch, and I'm like, I was on Twitch the other day, and I'm like, there's absolutely nothing on here I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, oh man, I totally did not send you a list of my YouTube no, you channels. Didn't. But that's okay. Damn, sorry. But I was like, I've got on Twitch. I'm following I don't know how many people, and there's usually like 30 people streaming at a time. Mm-hmm. And I've followed these people because at one point in time or another, I enjoyed something they were streaming and i wanted to keep watching them right but then it's like all right these five of them are playing Fortnite. don't care don't Um, care these are doing something else don't care um random game never heard of pop in nope don't care um let's see uh what was the other one there's a game that people have been playing that i've been avoiding because i don't want spoilers um, I know God of War has been that way. That's been my internet blackout for the past two weeks. Well, I, I've also had several that are, or not, I say several. There's a couple that are actually doing God of War playthroughs for one through three. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I don't care to watch that. I've played one and two. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't have any desire to watch someone else play through it at that point. Uh, God, what was the game? I can't remember. Anyway, not important. But that was another reason I didn't want to watch her stuff. And I'm like, I have all these things to watch. And I can't find anything that I God, want to watch. You um, are the fucking TV of Twitch, man. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I actually had this open in another tab. I was like, wait. What am I doing? Why am I such an idiot? I have subscriptions to so many streaming things. Mm-hmm. You know, not only my Twitch streams that I uh, subscribe to, mm-hmm. along with the following, I have Netflix, mm-hmm. I have Sling, 
So I can literally watch TV on my computer at any point in time. There's yeah. stuff on, there's tons of stuff on Netflix. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go look at Netflix. <laughs> and I was like, and off he went into the woods. Yeah. So, of course, on my front page, it's like, here are things, you know, you started watching. Would you like to keep going? And one of them was Daredevil. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something I've watched fairly recently. Actually, before I get into that, because that is a chain of things, um, I watched on Sling. I don't know how it came up, but it was, or no, it was on Netflix. Um, and some of my, one of my searches, for some reason, uh, Tomb Raider was on there. Okay. This is the 2001 Tomb Raider, the first right. one. Right, Angelina Jolie Fair, got it. Yeah, my God, is that movie dated? Oh boy, it does not hold up. Did, um, did it, Chris? Did it ever? Did it really ever? I, I didn't watch it back then, so I can't mm. really say without being biased at this point. So yeah. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that I if I had watched it back then, I would have thought it was okay. Not yeah. great, not great. That's about and what. That's about what it I was. I said it was okay. It was I a Tomb Raider. Them were that yeah. way. They were meh, okay. Hollywood versions of what they think Tomb Raider is. Okay, sure. Yeah. Not so. not Resident Evil horror bad. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, and it wasn't. I mean, the plot's one thing, which there are, I have issues with some parts of the parts of the plot, a lot of the plot, but the CG. And special effects were so bad. That was what got me. That's why I said this movie is so dated. Because those effects are so bad. Um, which even thinking that's 2001, I'm like, I don't remember 2001 effects being that bad. Um, that was far enough along that it should have been better. But I pushed through it. It was okay. Um, wouldn't watch it again. Wouldn't recommend. But I watched it. Um... But going back to Daredevil, I finished watching season one. Um, I was about halfway through it already. Kept watching. And when I had started watching Daredevil, it was kind of slow at points. And that's kind of why my interest tapered off and I stopped watching it. Um, Amongst other reasons, of course, getting sidetracked with other things. But I just, there wasn't anything hooking me in, making me want to keep watching. Um, There was no... I mean, there was the overarching plot, but it wasn't, it didn't seem that relevant at the time. But after watching a couple more episodes, I was hooked back into it. Um, So it certainly picked up and I enjoyed the rest of the season one of Daredevil much more than the first few episodes. Nice. Um, And of course, the whole reason I was watching Daredevil before was because I wanted to watch Punisher. But I want to do Daredevil first because of timeline stuff. Um, so then that made me pull up my bookmark I have of the uh, MCU timeline. Um, I was like, all right, I'm, I've watched season one of Daredevil. What's next? <laughs> and so I ended up watching Avengers, um, which I have seen before, but it's been a while. And I think when I watched it before, it was on my phone when I was driving. So I wasn't really watching it. I was more listening to it, and even if I looked at it, it was a tiny screen. Um, but this time I watched it again on my you know, desktop screen. Enjoyed it. 
that's a good movie. Um, yes. Very solid. Um, ties in well with everything else, mm-hmm. um, especially after going back and watching the. Um, I'd watched the Iron Man's again, or some of them again. Uh, Thor, the first couple, not too long ago. So it was all more fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing it all come together was a much better experience. Yeah. Um, so I watched that, and then I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man. On a watch-a-thon. I love it. Yeah. And I'm not done yet. Um, so I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. That was interesting. Um, it had me very confused at the beginning because I've said, I've mentioned this in the past, I wasn't a comic book person. Um, yeah. When Guardians of the Galaxy was, the trailer was released, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then I heard people yeah. that are like, it's based off a comic book. I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Still yeah. don't know anything about it. Um, there's a raccoon. There's a tree person. Groot. Got it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, but man, it, it got good. Um, yeah. Uh, the, like I, the beginning was a little confusing. It, it was a little bit of a slow burn for me. I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling it at the start. But as it progressed... I got it. Um, I really feel, and you you are a target audience for this. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel, and again, me also not being a super huge comic nerd where like I've read everything, I can, I can regurgitate all the information. I really feel like that was MCU's. They stood back, they folded their arms, and they said, here you go, here's Guardians of the Galaxy. Because at that point, most people have heard of of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Lots of people know Captain America. Most people have heard of Thor. Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm talking for the outside majority of the world, are like, the, the who? And it's just, hey, we're the MCU. We're the guys that have given you Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, blah, 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 blah. Here's a whole new fucking group of people. Same yeah. p- same group of people making this. So you've got our stamp on it, but we this is our test run. We will see. And I really, really feel that since Guardians of the Galaxy took the fuck off and exploded the way it did, that was their way. That was Marvel's uh, MCU's way of going, dude, we can fucking do anything now. <laughs> we can literally pull shit out of our ass of comics, and as long as we do it our way and make it good and entertaining, yeah. I'm looking at you, the entire fucking video game movie industry. <laughs> if we can make it good and entertaining and, and, tr- and try to stay faithful enough to people that we, we appease the hardcore, but we also draw in and entertain the casuals, it's great. They have that balance, and I really genuinely feel that Guardians of the Galaxy was their fucking tipping point. That Mm -hmm. was where they go, hey, we're going to pull this pretty much obscure thing out of our ass. Do you like it? Yeah, we love it. Well, there you go. We've we've, we've proven ourselves. We've we've shown that we can do it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, solid movie. Um, Great ending. Uh, The sequences felt pretty good. Um, as far as that goes. Um, and then I rolled into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, yeah. Because um, on Sling, for some reason, and I'm guessing it's because uh, the new movie's coming out soon, but they have Avengers on there, 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and um, Age of Ultron, all on there mm-hmm. to watch. Um, yeah. So they're preparing people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 after that. And I like the first one better. Um, yeah. I'd, I can see that. I, I'm not going to say that it's one of those where it's a case of sequelitis. You know, the sequel's never as good. Mm-hmm. I think the potential is there. And I don't think it's, you know, necessarily a bad movie, which is usually what you get with sequelitis. That's just straight mm-hmm. up bad. It just yeah. wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as engaging. Um, that's a that's a topic there, Chris. What games <laughs> have we played that the sequels were better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally feel you, man. I I I and I put both one and two pretty much on the same level, so I can totally understand anybody thinking the first was better. No. They when I watched the second one, it was good. Yeah, but it didn't. I, I guess it's partially due to the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy 1 had already blown me away. Guardians 2 can't really blow me away anymore. I mean, they could have, I suppose, or something they could have done, but I didn't walk away from 2 going, oh, man, 1 was good, but oh, shit, 2, right? It yeah. wasn't a Captain America, Captain America 2 Winter Soldier for me at all. So, yeah, man, you're not, I, I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, I still need to watch Winter Soldier. I, I know roughly about stuff in the plot. Um, mm-hmm. I already know about that from other sources and stuff I read. But I still want to watch it just to get the full experience. Yeah. Um, but that is what I'm missing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and with Guardians of the Galaxy, the thing is I rolled one from the other. There mm-hmm. was no break in between. I may have, you know, yeah. gone, gone to the bathroom or something. But I literally, right. okay, this is over. Right. Time for volume two. Right. Uh, so I had that. Very fresh back-to-back experience, and I enjoyed one more. Um, mm. And then after that, I just kind of stopped watching because that was all those things I watched were the span of like two days. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do something else for a bit. Um, but then today... Do some digestion, I got it. Yeah, and then today... Well, it's also because I was running out of things to watch that were on the uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I... Today watched Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested. I I had mixed feelings about Mm -hmm. this movie for probably over half the movie um, until Vision. Uh At that point, I was hooked back in and (laughs) I was engaged. Before that, it felt... Very, I don't. I don't want to say slow, yeah. but it. I don't know of a better word to use right now. Um, it just wasn't drawing me in. I was like, okay, some things are happening. Um, okay, what? Where are we going from here? I f- I feel like Avengers One was very kinetic. Mm-hmm. I feel like even even today, I think I watched it again like four months ago or so, and it. I mean, dude, as it just. I mean, taking away the comic book shit for a minute, Chris. That game, that move, that game, <laughs> that movie is made very well. Yes. it is paced very good. It yes. draws you and keeps drawing you and keeps sprinkling in cool shit and giving everybody their own time. It's it's made very well. I while Age of Ultron was also made pretty good. It just didn't it didn't feel paced the same way. Yeah. It had a lot of those punches and a lot of that cool shit, yes, but 
I don't know. It just it felt it felt short of Avengers one. Yeah, I think the movies two and how long? Two and a half hours? Two mm-hmm. hours? Yeah. The last forty minutes of it were awesome. Yeah. Before yeah. that, I didn't really care, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, like I said, when Something... go ahead. When Vision showed up, I was hooked, and then things got better and better and better, and then they culminated and a good ending to it. Um, and they had a lot of that foreshadowing in, in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not knowing now, you know, Oh, next movie's coming out. I know roughly what it's about. Gotcha. Definitely foreshadowing. Yeah. More you saying? Uh, oh, I was going to say some of the things that I, that I liked Ultron as a character. Uh, I liked, I definitely liked, I feel I like I liked him better in the movies than I did the comics that I know of. Uh, I've only for for full disclaimer. I've uh, I subscribe to a YouTube channel called they they are now called Comic Pop, and they have a they have a uh, a, sesh, a series I guess you'd say they do called Back Issues, where for roughly an hour every episode they go through an entire like arc or. Uh, or a campaign, or whatever, of a comic book. You know, mm-hmm. they'll go through like the whole Age of Ultron saga, or they'll go, they'll they'll go through the whole uh, Batman Dark Knight saga, or a Nightfall saga, stuff like that. And I've watched most of those Avengers ones, most of the Marvel ones, like four or five times. So I've I haven't read, but I've had it pretty much, I pretty much got the entire gist of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the comics vary from the movies. I'm not trying to make that argument, but I I, yeah. I like the way that they try to portray Ultron in the movie. But his power level just kept confusing the fuck out of me. This yeah. guy, this guy was a machine from the get go. Which I mean, Terminator style, depending on the armor that then and the materials that he's using from who knows what. He's already pretty strong. But later he gets a fucking entire his entire body is made out of vibranium, which, if I'm understanding correctly, is is underneath, but only slightly underneath fucking adamantium. You know, the indestructible shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he he gets handy. He gets handed here and there a couple times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, is it way? I'm so interested to see how, man, we're going to have to have a fucking Marvel episode one day, bro. But. <laughs> I'm so interested to see how they're going to do this and if they even do it uh, with this whole Marvel convergence now with them actually bringing it. Man, I swear to God, I hope they bring the entire X-Men back and redact all that shit. But I can't wait until five years from now there is a movie with Captain America and Wolverine in the same movie. I hope (laughs) they go 100% stupid fucking cliche and I hope that Captain America and Wolverine have to fight first and then realize they're both good guys and then team up because i want to see how the mcu handles oh you have a shield made out of this vibranium shit i have claws made out of animantium let's fucking go oh no (laughs) oh wait you've already had your shield broken before which was another fucking thing not contradictory that's i guess that's, that's for lack of a better word contradictory there were too many times in Age of Ultron where I was like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. Definitely was, around. Oh, 
it, it almost feels like Ultron was supposed to be nigh fucking indestructible, and yet he got beaten. Which, yeah, you know, good guys gotta win. I get that, but no, his entire fucking body was made from vibranium. That that's that's something I, I wasn't sure about because I didn't get that impression um, that it was actually used for his body. I didn't think there was that much of it. it was used for the bioengineering later on. I thought that's what his second suit was—the one where they had a where oh, he was bigger, I, dude. Dude, we didn't even fucking say spoilers. Holy shit. Um. We're sorry if we spoil anything. Spoiler warnings for every fucking Marvel thing right now. But um, yeah, when he when whenever uh, I think he had uh, Black Widow captured, and yeah. he was like, "Here's my new suit." I thought that suit was the one that was either laced with or just remade from at a, from vibranium. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe I go watch it again. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean. Is there a basis for this in a comic? What does the comic have him as? You know, what kind I, of stuff there? I think in the comics he does that. It's uh, and it's either one of the two. It's either he makes his entire. I think he makes his entire his entire body is made out of adamantium, and I think it's it's a thing because it's not just him, but he has like four or five clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct us and let us know if we don't do it by next week. We may we may actually have a will. Actually, we'll have to do. <laughs> But I think in the comics, he had his body either made originally or remade. And it was, because I remember it being a thing where it was like, hey, here I am, I'm Ultron. Oh, by the way, my body's made out of animanium. You can't fuck with me. Oh, but that's not the surprise. And then like four clones come out. And they're mm-hmm. also all made out of animanium. And they had to go through those before they even got to him. Vibranium like or whatever it is you mean? Uh, Well, I don't know. That's what I'm uh, saying. I can't remember the comics. Oh, the comic stepped it up even more, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Right. And that that's something that's still confusing to me. This is something I'm gonna have to do research on my own to to figure out. I thought I was under the impression this is definitely a this is most definitely a write us and let us know thing, uh guys and gals. I was under the impression that in comics, adamantium was the thing. I know there are other metals around adamantium. There's 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 all kind of ones. Uh, like, yeah, I thought that the vibranium in the MCU was their way of saying, uh, adamantium because they couldn't use adamantium. Uh. I always thought that Captain America's shield in the comics was made out of adamantium and apparently it's not. Apparently in the comics there is vibranium and there is adamantium. Those are two different alloys that exist in the comic world. Uh, so I think... I want to say that Ultron was laced with or made from, in the comics, adamantium. So I'll I'll do some research, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) In any event, uh, Vision comes along in Age of Ultron, and it's like, dude, you fucking game over. (laughs) Game over, man. Okay, so in the comics, it was adamantium. There we go. And yeah. the big and they are, but they are two different things. And the big, the biggest difference is vi- vibranium absorbs impacts, mm-hmm. and adamantium is incredibly difficult to damage. Yeah. So it's not yeah. that vibranium is as difficult to damage, but that it takes impacts better. So if you did it, you know, in a machine way, for lack of a better word, a craftsmanship way, yeah. uh, it wouldn't be as difficult to work with. Something yeah. like that. 
because that was also a big thing. Like you can't just you can manufacture adamantium, but like the I mean, a uh, vibranium, but adamantium is like a it's a huge fucking deal. Like yeah. the whole process that even got Wolverine's bones laced with mm-hmm. it was a you know it wasn't just oh well just yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, anyway, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Age of Ultron. Um, like I said, I, the last forty minutes, awesome. Uh, I think it wrapped up very well mm-hmm. and certainly led to the next thing. Um, I don't know very much about Vision um, as a comic book character. Yeah. So I am very interested to see how it plays out and moving forward and knowing what the next movie is based around, mm-hmm. um, how that ties into the whole thing. Uh Chris, how about that Paul Bettany vision in the movie, though? Huh. So good. I liked it. Yeah. I liked I liked him in the movie. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when Vision showed up, I was hooked again. Mm-hmm. I was very interested at that point from then on at what was going on, specifically around that character. Yeah. Um, and when it spoke, I was very interested to hear what it was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I was disappointed once. Um, so yeah, so now I'm, I, I've made a lot of progress on getting caught up on the MCU. Uh, Very good. I still have a lot to go, mm-hmm. but um, I think the next thing I'm going to watch is resume Daredevil uh, season two. Um, and then, well, actually I need to double check because I think technically... Shield season three and Jessica Jones season one are first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I need to watch, and those two seem parallel that don't really matter. Um, So I'm actually thinking I'm going to watch Jessica Jones first to see if I like it or not. And then if I end up not being into that, because from what I understand, that was actually canceled after the second season. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm not going to care as much. Chris, Um, I got two important questions for you. Yeah. Well, one maybe not really important because take your time, but do you think you're gonna have all your MCU stuff wrapped up before a uh, before Infinity War? When is that anyway? I don't know. The, is um, that the twenty seventh? Twenty seventh. Yes. Wow. And actually, thank you for reminding me because my wife asked me uh, <laughs> to check the actual date that I have tickets for. Um, which it actually led into my second question: Are you going to see? <laughs> Are you going to see it? Um, let's see. That's next Friday. Yeah, I, I, I got tickets. Could. I got tickets for Saturday, April twenty eighth. What What's it rated? Uh, it is. Oh, you know what? Let me actually click it. Okay. See if they put a rating on here. Um, you know what? Let me Let me get into it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I actually have to look because they, all it all it shows me is the uh, hey this is what you bought up uh, PG thirteen okay so that's not bad at a minimum one fuck yeah so we could probably I mean and based off the other movies not bad you know as far as uh, that goes um, so I think maybe we'll do that. I have to see what else is going on those days. It's it's no rush. I'm definitely not rushing you. There is mm-hmm. no popularity here, no no race for this game. But I would love for you to at least get the movies wrapped up before you see it. Yeah. Just just to have it all context. 
and you know context and order i guess you say right and that, that's why i've been doing it like i have aside from winter soldier and i only skipped it because i could not find it on something i'm already subscribed to and i would have had to buy it and so you haven't seen civil war have you seen no uh, but i do have civil war to watch but i'm not watching it you yet. you haven't seen that and winter soldier correct you haven't seen right. both of those <sighs> i can't wait till you do yeah so and i know i don't know anything about civil war at all I know about Winter Soldier, like I said. So that's the only reason I skipped it. Um, I'll stop being cheap and probably buy it and watch it soon. Um, but I want to knock out those others before I went back and worried about that. Because I don't know when these are going to go away um, for me being able to watch them for free. Because Netflix, they have such a strange system of what they have available digitally. Um, they have everything under the sun on DVD. But digitally, it's so random. Like... Something that's old will come back up and be there for you to watch, but something that's fairly new won't be on there. Um, it's strange. Um, Sling is... So, Sling is my replacement for TV. Um, so, what I wanted to do was go through and be like, okay, give me a TV guide. When is, is this movie coming on anytime soon? Um, in particular, I was looking for Winter Soldier. And it wasn't on there, and that's how I got into some of the other movies, but... Uh, I was like, okay, um, let me, in the app, they have basically no TV guide type thing. You have to go to a channel and then look through that channel to see what's coming on, which I'm not going to sit there and do because there are so many channels. Um, and I actually looked online trying to find a web version of a schedule. And there's actually a website called like Titan TV or something where they have uh, basically TV guides for just about every provider, I think. Uh, so I went on there and I was searching and it doesn't look like Winter Soldier is coming on anytime soon. So that's one I'm going to have to uh, suck it up and just buy, I think, uh, or rent digitally, which is it's an interesting concept to rent something digitally. Um, but I'll probably end up renting it and watching it. Um, and that'll be that'll be a lot of them. I still also need to watch Ant-Man. I don't know how yeah. relevant it is. Oh, it's um, it's maybe not relevant per se, but it is entertaining. Yeah, let me let me pull up my timeline. I still have it open. <laughs> I have a window with four different tabs. I've been looking things up on the timeline thing on IMDb, just making sure if I have questions about something, especially you know, uh, if I was wondering who was in something or when something was released and whatnot. Uh, I just I just want you to know I'm trying yeah. my best. I don't want to hype those two up. Mm-hmm. I j- and you're not going to hurt my feelings even if, if you don't like them, even if you think they're average. But Civil War and Winter Soldier, those are my two favorite. Absolutely. And Winter Soldier probably over Civil War, but they kind of fight for my number one. Those two mm-hmm. are so good in my opinion. I love them. I can't, I can't wait till you watch them so I can get your opinion on them. Especially having actually having all the back context to go with it. Yeah. Have you seen Doctor Strange? I've yes. Okay. So, um, on the timeline, Doctor Strange is on there twice. It says the beginning of Doctor Strange is before Civil War, and the ending of Doctor Strange. Is after Civil War and after Spider-Man: Homecoming. 
And so some, I'm say and some just, time has went by. I think there's okay. a time, there's a space of time in Doctor Strange. That's what I was, that's what I figured. Um, having seen it, do you think it matters if I watch it before or after Civil War? Um, Does this one matter? The It matters. Okay. Um, it matters in and of the character himself. Involved um, in, in Civil War? Oh, wait, no, 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 not Civil War, sorry. Infinity War. Right, 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 right. Uh, Before Civil War, no, you're fine. Okay. But I think it's important for you and for anybody to see Doctor Strange definitely before Infinity War because... Right. um, Doctor Strange uses magic, and they don't go balls to the wall with it, but they definitely get involved with his magic knowledge, and they throw a lot of magic terms and a lot of... There, I feel like Infinity War is going to come out and uh, Doctor Strange is going to kick the fucking door open, throwing all this shit out there. And people that don't know that movie are going to be like, mm-hmm. mm, okay, they're just using crazy words. Um, Before Civil War, not going to matter. Before okay. or after. Before Infinity I, War, definitely because it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I do have Doctor Strange available to watch as well. Um, I was just trying to figure out when I'll watch it. Again, trying to keep things in order so I don't ruin yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally understand. I might... It, so I, I have some series to watch, but Doctor Strange might be the next movie I watch unless I rent uh, Winter Soldier. So yeah. probably one of those two for the next movie I watch. So what else for? Remember, you said you had a long list. I hate, I hate that we bogged you down with yeah. MCU stuff, but man, it's MCU is always a good talk for me. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's there's a very good reason why too. It is a very yeah. good series. It, they're very, it's odd and unusual, which are the same thing, to have a series of movies be so consistently good. Mm-hmm. That's. I can't think of anything else that's like that um, at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, the closest thing you have is maybe a TV series, but that's episodic. Um, yeah. I, I just, I can't think of anything to compare it to. They're really yeah. good. Um, it's it, so now, especially now that you've seen more, you, you may have already had this opinion ahead of time, but now that you've seen more, you get what I and others mean when we say, yeah, man, MCU's got a fucking check, man. They they, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. They've got like they've got two fuck ups before I write them off, and I haven't had one. Even their mediocre ones for me, like Thor two, eh, give it or take it. Uh, uh, uh Iron Man two and three, eh, could give it or take it. Mm-hmm. But neither one of those have been like, man. I fucking wasted my time. It's horrible. I've found things in those movies individually that I like. None of them have I walked away going... I didn't walk away from their fucking test subject, Guardians of the Galaxy, and went, okay, yeah, so they made this movie about this fucking offhand team. Mm-hmm. My God, Deadpool 2 is coming, and the fucking X-Force is going to be a thing in that. Holy... What a fucking... A, I'm I'm happy, Chris. That we're, that, that I really am. I'm happy that comic book people are getting, whether they're fucking anal retentive about it or not, they're getting their shit treated well. 
I'm still the video game guy that wants his shit done right, and it hasn't been done yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. So, um, going back to games, I picked Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One back up again. Um, because I I was pretty far in it and I wanted to, uh, you know, get through it so I could move on. I didn't finish the game. I actually got to the final boss and I was like, nope, (laughs) way too much grinding needed at that point. Um, I'm sure if I had the ideal setup at my level, I'd be fine. I don't know what that is. Um, and apparently not enough people play it to care about yeah. that because um, something I've learned about these games at least the first two is that they're also mobile games yeah I haven't played the mobile version but a lot of this time I'm looking stuff up it's all references to mobile and it's made it very very difficult to find anything out about these games um, I <laughs> I did have uh, one thing that I was kind of embarrassed to realize after I picked it back up that I was talking about turnover turnover turn order and initiative uh, mm-hmm. before and there are these icons on every character and enemy and i didn't realize what they were because i thought they were like levels or something um and i didn't realize they were on the players as well i guess it they just didn't register but the whole time i've been playing it at that point it was however many hours i it tells you who's going when <laughs> they're actually numbered one through however many things there are, and you know who if an enemy's going to go next, which ones are not. So you can base your whole strategy around, you know, who's going when. So it's like, all right, this guy's going next. Well, I'm going to stun him so he can't go, and the person that goes after him can kill him, and he can't do any mm-hmm. damage. You know, it's essentially yeah. voided him out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through first hug, 10 hours or however many hours I put in the game without realizing that. Um, you know, that's that's another topic right there shit we realize in a game way too late because that has happened to me i don't know how many times where i played something and either embarrassingly had a friend tell me dude you, you didn't know about this mm-hmm. or i just stumble across it and go oh I, I have i have basically been playing this game on fucking self-made hard mode yeah. this whole time because the option to upgrade my weapons has been there the whole fucking time shit like that yeah <laughs> so that was a bit embarrassing to find out. Um, I the game is has its ups and downs, but one thing that really annoyed me, especially going towards the end of the game, like I was, is that if you have ability that restores MP, it does so before spending the cost of the ability. Huh. Um, so, like, if you spend three, but you know you're going to get ten back. You still end up three from your cap. Okay. So instead of subtracting three and then adding ten to bring you at cap, or you know close to cap, whatever it is, you end up with a loss. Um, and if you're not at max, it doesn't really matter. But I was constantly striving and purposely planning around putting my people at max as often as I could, um, and I had a lot of mana wasted, and that would. It doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but those three mana can be the difference between casting the spell three times before I run out or two times, and then I'm too short. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, because of the small amount of mana that characters actually have, two or three are fairly large numbers. 
Yeah. Um, I think at the max, I was restoring 24, and that was in-game numbers. Um, so, you know, an eighth of that being wasted or <clears throat> whatever uh, really annoyed me at that point. Um, I ended up with a total of 15 hours in the game, just pulled it up on Steam. Uh, but it, once I got to the final boss, I was like, Okay, I've had enough. Um, I'm not going to sit here and grind this for hours upon hours. It's a fun game when you have quests and stuff to do. But if you don't have quests, that's going to take a very, very long time to yeah. uh, get through. Because enemies don't give a lot of experience. Uh, it's all quest-driven. Um, so I went and picked up, uh, or moved, I say picked up, I already had it, but I moved on to Knights of Pen and Paper 2, okay. uh, which is definitely an upgrade from 1 and improved in... A lot of ways. I, I don't think there was anything that actually I thought uh, was a negative change. Um, the graphics are better. The gameplay, the UI is better overall. Um, one, the one thing I did get annoyed by is I had mentioned before that there are upgrades you can get that are in your quote-unquote real world that apply mm -hmm. to your game and across saves. Mm -hmm. You have to go back into to the main menu to purchase those. Mm. So, whereas in one, you just pop up to it, do your purchasing, and then you move on with what you're doing. You have to go, okay, I want to save back to the title screen, buy them, okay, reload my game. Yeah. Uh, so that was, seems like way too many steps for something they already had working fine. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. It was already working fine, so why, why do that? Um, one of the biggest improvements to the game was they actually introduced a item stash. Because if your inventory was full in the first one and you got an item, it was lost. Um, mm. And you had no storage. So you had to sell items or use items uh, to get rid of them. And having the stash in two made it a lot better. Because if you're full in two and get an item, it, it, even the game even says automatically goes to your item stash. Uh, so that was a quality of life thing that was pretty big. Um, let's see. The the classes and your players um, changed because in the first one, you had basically your player and your character's class. So you had, you know, like I said, the little brother rogue is one I did because the little brother got a higher initiative. So the rogue could go first yeah. all more often. Um, they added on to that to where you then had races. So you could have the jock, uh, dwarf fighter or whatever, a barbarian. Um, they change around classes. They change around abilities. There's no, I had mentioned one of my big things was putting enemies to sleep. As far as I'm aware, there's no sleep in two at all. Um, hmm. And I, it kind of makes sense um, in that it's pretty overpowered uh, if you use it like I did to just mow through things. Mm -hmm. But I think it's okay because the way I see it, this is a bit of a compromise of getting rid of that, but nothing is immune to status effects in two. Hmm. Some may have higher resistances, but nothing is just straight up immune as far as I can tell. Um, yeah. And a mechanic that I didn't know about until I was looking stuff up one day about the game was if you apply every status effect to an enemy, it insta-dies. Wow. It doesn't matter what enemy. Um I've nearly beat the game, and I just came up against a really strong boss. 
and I have a character built specifically for this capability, and I I actually did the fight twice, and the second time I got lucky, and the enemies didn't go before my, uh, uh, what is she, because um, it's not a rogue, the rogue's in the first one, I think this one's just called a thief, mm. or something like that, uh, and it functions very much like a uh, D&D Rogue would, which is funny. It changed his name to Thief, which was the older edition name, but it's... Anyway. Um, so you basically vanish, so you nothing will hit you. They'll target the other party members first, um, and you have a higher chance of critting. So very much D&D-like mechanic. Yeah. And what you do is you stack... Uh, status effect, and this is another thing I have talked about the equipment, but you stack the status effect ability, so when you crit, you apply status effects. They're not guaranteed, but you have a you have the chance to apply it every time you crit. And mm-hmm. one of the attacks, the ability that they have is three attacks at once. So you get three swings and each one can crit. So you have three chances of critting and applying these status debuffs. One of them hits if everything applies, it's dead. If one of them hits and some of the things apply, it's still there. And then the second hit crits, it applies the rest, it's dead. So some combination of your attacks doing the status effects or even applying them in another character finishing out um, because like I had characters that applied weakness which makes them hit, makes them hit harder or stun was on, one of my, or on two of my characters. So if I was missing stun or weakness, I still had a chance to do it. Um, but that was a broken thing um yeah and there's actually a quote-unquote real item you could purchase that would actually let you use one less so there are a total of seven status effects but with the item you only needed six any of the six to do it um but man that helped me go through the game a lot um the they added equipment is more useful overall but i think it leaves still leaves some to be desired uh because there wasn't really much of a reason to upgrade it uh, especially because like you lost mp by equipping armor most of them unless you got some unique item that you couldn't craft or wasn't really that great other than it didn't subtract mana uh so i I was torn for a long time. I wasn't using any armor. Or I was using the tier one armor on my people until late game, uh, because so it needs some balancing out. I understand, you know, giving a penalty when you're wearing heavy armor. There was no like leather armor equivalent or cloth armor equivalent for the mages, um, and even the people wearing heavy armor, their stuff takes mana, so it's kind of a big trade-off. And it wasn't enough of a damage difference to be worth the loss of being able to use abilities. Um, but yeah, overall, I spent 17 hours in the game, two more than I did in one, um, and I'm still playing. I just took a little break from it. Uh, not bad. And I did, after that, was when I started watching stuff, which is one of the reasons I didn't go back to it. But mm-hmm. then... Uh, it was either last night or the night before I loaded up to PS4 and I saw that you were playing Monster Hunter World. And I was like, mm-hmm. I did say I would go back and try it some more. So I loaded it up and 
I played for three, four more hours uh, put into it. So I think that brings me up to like a total of eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, you know what? I haven't done the online thing. I will try it. So I loaded it up. I'm like, all right, online session. What can I join? Nothing. Um, Because I was only Hunter rank two. Mm -hmm. And you can't join something that's higher rank than you, which at this point is everything. You Um, can't, but... But you can make a match and just pop your SOS flare up right off the bat, and anybody can join you. Technically, you don't even have to do that. Anybody can join your match right. if you didn't lock it out to one person. Yeah, and, but I got so mixed results on that. Um, I had a mission where I was basically just collecting mushrooms. It was a side mm-hmm. thing uh, mm-hmm. because I was just trying to get through some side stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I did that, and someone, two people popped in. I found like one mushroom. They found all the others. <laughs> yeah. They knew what they, they already, were doing. Yeah. They already knew. Yeah. So that was nice. I'm like, okay, cool. I like this. They came in. They helped me. I got it done very quickly. So then I move on and I go on to the next mission, which is, and I had, I had actually went to that mushroom one because I was getting so frustrated with the thing I was trying to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, I don't think I fainted three times. I think I fainted twice, and I was like, this ain't happening. So I left and went to see if I could upgrade some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went back, and I was doing it. Nobody showed up. I didn't pop the SOS flare, to be fair, but mm-hmm. nobody showed up. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it myself. But I did. I killed it. Um, and it wasn't that bad once I actually got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Um and didn't mm-hmm. stand in poison. That didn't help the first time. Yeah, when uh, the, the Palooka Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure. So I went on and uh, that completing that moved me into another area. So I was doing that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't closed my game off. I've left it open. Um, like I said, I haven't popped any SOS flares because I didn't feel like I... I wanted people to join, but not that bad because I didn't really need the help that bad at that point yeah, yeah um that's when just having the game open and not flaring that's what that that's what that's the best for that yeah because then it's not drawing attention to you it's just if people pass you by in the matchmaking area they're like yeah yeah i'll jump in and help this guy i'll just or sure i'll do this i'm looking for something in this area i'll jump in too and if i find out that he needs help i'll help him yeah. that's that's how i run those yeah so after after killing the guy myself, before I moved into the next area, I did look to see if there were anything else, because then I was at three. I was a hunter rank three, so I could do more. Um, I did find a level three thing to join. It was killing the same boss, so I ended up killing that boss two more times. And mm-hmm. with other people there, it was so much easier. Yes. I murdered it the uh, pl- third and, time. And you're getting, you're getting more cars, which means you're getting more shit. So, I mean, it's kind of grinding, but kind of not. Yeah. I... Like you, you need to have it in your head that you're going to kill every boss on the onset at least five mm-hmm. times. But when you get later on, when you're trying to upgrade other shit, you're going to need other ingredients as well. So you know, make yeah. it like fifteen or twenty. For example, I have a fucking list on my Color Note app on my phone where I'm doing all my weapon upgrades, and the largest one on here, I have to, I have to, oh God, 
killing is not even the fucking answer because you right. still got to hope for a drop. Yes. I have to get 35 Valhazak Talons. So I'm looking to fight this one fucking boss close to 45, 50 times. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things I think I'm going to end up having an issue with. And I felt that when I was playing because I was like, all right, I'm missing one item to be able to upgrade. And I, I was using the heavy uh, blade, the Buster Sword type uh-huh. that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> it, <laughs> when I was playing with it, you know, that first day or first couple of days, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. You know, I... You have to wind up and stuff, but then things started moving around a lot more. I was getting mm-hmm. a lot more frustrated with it. So I was like, oh, it gets right, worse. <laughs> I'm going to switch back. And I'm, I went back to the twin blades. That's my other one I said I was using. Um, mm-hmm. So I went back, got my twin blades. I was like, all right, this is much better. I'm enjoying those so much more. And then I randomly hit a button, went in some sort of demon mode. I'm like, yes. Dude, I like this. You are blowing my mind right now. You and I have went on. Okay, well, not exactly. I went from. I think the first weapon I tried was the was the great sword type, but that was like hour one, hour two. Because I played Monster Hunter before, I went to the Switchblade because mm-hmm. I like the Switchblade. It gives me a Bloodborne type feel almost, and I've got seventy five percent of the way through that game using that. The first upgrade that I've decided to upgrade and start using was the twin blades, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been using a lot lately. Because you can dance, you can do a lot of fucking movement. You don't do a shit ton of damage, but in comparison, you get more movement. And I yeah. like that. Yeah, so that I've enjoyed the dual blades a whole lot more. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm at the bone stage. I need to upgrade. I'm missing an item. I have a question mark. What do I need? Um, I was like, all right, maybe I'll get it when I go through and, you know, kill that boss. Didn't get it. I'm like, okay, what, what is it? So I look it up. It's like, yeah, it's the medium bone. I'm like, okay, where does this come from? The guy I just killed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I killed him three times and did not get and it. And didn't get one, yeah. I got it in the next area off the next boss, I think. Yeah, I get like, I've been getting my medium M's off the barrels a lot, a lot more. That's something that, again, it, you you got to kind of try to treat this game with some kid feathers, with some kid gloves, because <laughs> there's going to be some shit that you're going to want to complain about, like I have. But again, this game has seen major quality of life upgrades. Uh, another example of that is going into the, you, you go straight to your fucking trunk and you go to manage items or you go to craft items or your crafting list. And the ability to go, I want to craft this item. Instead of it going, well, you need to back out and create this item first, which will also let you create this item, which will let you create this item. Then you come back to me. It's like, no, click, click, click. Okay, we're going to make all these in a row for you. Then it will move you up to the next level. We can make all these in a row for you. It's There's a lot of things this game has done to help people. That, mm-hmm. right, what you're talking about now is one quality of life thing. It may be just me being a spoiled fucking gamer. <laughs> I, I get it. But when I look at an upgrade and I can't tell what the upgrade is, I learned that I just need to progress through the main story. And once the item drops, it'll happen. But yeah. if you let me see it and there are four items and I have three of them, but you just flat out won't show me what the fourth one is, that was kind of annoying. Yeah. I, but I felt like I was more just being spoiled and complaining, so I just let it ride. Once yeah. I figured out that once I progressed further, it showed me anyway, 
I, it was cool. It was fun. My thing is, I'm not sure what I would really want, but I'm kind of currently, my thought is, don't show me the recipe if I can't get the items for it yet type yeah. thing. And I don't know how it unlocks them. I don't know what causes that to unlock if it's just your hunter level or what. Um, but I was like, if I can't get to it, because I wasn't at when I saw them the first time, I wasn't even on the mission with the boss yet. I was on the yeah. one before it. Mm-hmm. So I literally couldn't get it yet. So don't show it to me or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I need, yeah. like I said, I don't know exactly what would make me happy, but I think that's kind of my current thought. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in Monster Hunter World I've noticed that it's the, the answer has revolved around to just progress more. Just just beat the next boss. Or once yeah. you beat the next, this won't unlock until you beat the next boss. So just keep going and you'll get there. Once yeah. I figured that out, it was I, I, I handled it. Yeah, I used um, some of my armor things I got from logging in to upgrade my armor and then... Uh, just went through missions and finally upgraded my weapons to the one I, that one that I was trying to get. And I'm like, all right, now I'm just going to go through story. Um, my mm-hmm. weapons are going to be good for a bit. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm leaving my session open, so hopefully people will help me. Yeah. Uh, if things get really bad, I'll pop my flare. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm not writing the game off in any by any means. I'm just... It's... I want to be higher level so I can actually play more with other people. I'm at that kind of entry point. You know, if this was earlier in the game's life, which I played day one, but I didn't play online, shame on me, uh, it wouldn't be so bad because there'd be so many other people going through at the same time. Now everybody's higher level and I'm coming in late, so I'm getting that same MMO type thing. You know, low level, Yeah, you're not going to have a lot of people to do stuff with. See, that's so... This is just us having two different experiences. I'm totally not decrying yours or saying you're wrong. Just saying this is different because almost, I I, w- I want to say that there's only been maybe seven bosses that I soloed on my own. The rest of them, man, fuck that. After about the 10th or 11th death, fuck it. Pop the flare. Come help me. And again, I always get the mentality of, yeah, man, you should have just done that from the get-go. This is not a fucking solo dick experience. You can call people in. there. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But I've I haven't had an overwhelming experience like every game I get three people automatically. But I have not had any problems having people join or me joining somebody else's. I haven't felt that fatigue. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to talk twenty hours in now that mm-hmm. I'm two hundred twenty hours in. But I don't I don't recall a time that I could recall in say Final Fantasy 11 where I was sitting around waiting for a party. Yeah. I was I would get in and either pop a flare or people would just join, especially if there were very important key bosses to kill too like fucking Anjanath or or Diablos or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went in specifically looked at what the sessions were that I could join. Um and I was a little surprised there weren't more sessions, but I don't know what mm-hmm. that's based on if it has a limit of, you know, uh 10 or 15, something like that. Uh, but I was like, there, I feel like there should be more sessions. But I think uh, the lowest level session as, you know, the person that started it was six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, I've now, noticed. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I know that the players in it can be who knows what levels, but yeah, that was just what I noticed. I've noticed that. I, I, and I talking like around hour 200 so this is very recent that i've I've figured this out uh i would go in a sos flare 
and or I would go join games and go join a SOS game and mm-hmm. it'd say nothing available. I would back out, not even all the way, just back out and have it research again and it would pop more shit up. Hmm. So I've noticed that once when I've I have clicked the so if there's a boss that I'm specifically looking for, like let's say I need an Anjanath Talon mm-hmm. plus I will first thing right off the bat is I will go in a I will go join game, join SOS mission or whatever, mm-hmm. and I will specifically search for Anjanath stuff. And it will pull up anything and everything that's that somebody in an Anjanath mission has popped up a flare for. When I don't see anything, used to be I'm like, well, I'll just fucking back out and make my own and pop my own flare. Now, if if I back out and just have it search again, it'll pop something up. And I'm I'm, hmm. I'm not not all the all the time, but I'm right. saying is if I can if I go back and have it, it's like it researches and gets different results, which you wouldn't think it'd be able to. I I'm, I haven't yet pinpointed how they do the algorithm for this mm-hmm. game. I haven't pinpointed how because I will join. When I join online sessions, I try to join sessions that have, you know, 10, 11, 12, 15 something people. But when I join the games themselves, I don't run into those people all the time. I run into all kind of people. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. just try that every now and again. If you're not getting the results you're looking for, if you're trying to join an SOS game, just I haven't noticed that for the missions, mm-hmm. like the one above that. But I, yeah. I've noticed that for SOS stuff. Yeah, I had I I didn't see a single SOS flare. I'm assuming it's because I wasn't high enough level to help. Yeah, um, I'm guessing it caps it just like everything else. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised I didn't see anything. But moving forward, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been my very long week. Holy shit! <laughs> good shit, man. It's good. You you need to, you need to talk more than me on my on the week sometimes. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we're going to roll straight into this topic. And we got 40-something minutes to go. But that's okay because this is something I just realized today when I went to go do homework for these. uh, I did not plan it this way. I swear I did not. But, okay, so today's episode is we are coming to the end of time cast consensus on what is the best video game of the year 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we have already done an episode where we had our our top 10, was it? No, that was NES games. Sorry. It just so happens that a lot of the games that I picked for 91, pretty much all of them were from this, from this list. Mm-hmm. So, kind of most of the whole was already done <laughs> but that I, I i didn't mean it that way mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all so for those that this is your first uh if this is your first go around we we're looking at 1991 as a whole as in a time cast as a whole and we're gonna pick our own we, we we've already perused the list of 1991 and we picked our own games and Whatever fashion we picked, uh, we've tried to determine on our own what we think is our 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 uh, top gaming picks of this year, and then together, Chris and I will meticulously go through this list 
and knock it out for what we think is going to be like closer to the top 10, the top five. And essentially at the end, what we decide together is the top is the top game of of a year this year being 1991. A lot of factors go into this. Uh, most some of it's just what we feel. You know, it's just our picks. This is these are our games. Uh, some of them going to go towards impact as well. Some mm-hmm. of them go to maybe even sales. Uh, just just all around the best game. Whatever criteria we pick, we. We don't have a standard set of rules, so if the game we pick, for example, did not sell the most of that year, whether it gets picked or not, is that that's irrelevant. Yeah, we're just coming to a consensus on what we, as the end of time cast, agree is the best game of 1991. Um, so how many how many games did you have? Uh, let me make sure I got my stuff situated here. All right. Uh, how many do I have? I came out to, I came out to exactly 10. That was very weird. It's <laughs> not exactly how I planned it to go, but I think that's kind of the format we use for, uh, last week in, or, uh, last year in review. So the way this is going to work, folks, is, uh, well, sorry. How many did you come up with? So I have five. Serious ones and two honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, in in all honestly, I, I can. I mean, I'm already looking at mine. I didn't. I didn't leave it as a list that was already in order. I just kind of wrote them down as I went. So I can already see where some of them are going to fall off anyway. But um, the way this is going to work, folks, is uh, we're going to compile our list together and we're going to start shooting them one by one where we think they go and. Through a process of elimination, there we're gonna we're gonna arrive at a number one. Uh, we had an idea. It, this is it's probably gonna come into play later down the road. Whenever we're gonna have like seventy games in a in a year worth mentioning. Uh, but a, a good a good uh, a good idea that we've had is to kind of make it like our own little top ten in a way for the year, and then we'll dive it down. That's not a hard set rule though. It's 90, 92 could be Chris's year. He may have 26 games and I may have four. Who knows? But let's let me clear this sucker off right here. All right, let's dive into this shit. So in no particular order, just plotting out games, mm-hmm. uh just shouting out the games as they come. Let me go ahead and start with you, Chris. Give me one give me one of the games that you had for your for your year. Battletoads. Battletoads. All right, that's easy enough because I actually had Battletoads as well. Nice. Uh, a few things people got to remember about 1991 is that the, the Super Nintendo was already out at this point, so you're definitely going to see a lot of uh, uh, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo games in this era. The fourth generation that kicked off is what I'm getting at. Uh, Battletoads, uh, this is a Nintendo game, uh, so this is later into the NES cycle, and... Yeah, I agree. It deserves a spot on there. A couple Nintendo games on my list are on there. So I'm just going to go ahead. And I'm sorry this is not a video podcast, folks. We would have like a whiteboard or something. But uh, I'm just actually going to put on here Battletoads. All right. So just we're just going to work our way down the fucking list and name off games. And we're going to place them above or below in a death battle type of... <laughs> type fashion all right so a game that i have on here chris is sonic the hedgehog yep me too ah i'll be damned it's already getting easier 
Uh, now this is going to be j- just to give it its fair due. Yep. Do you think Sonic the Hedgehog goes above or below Battletoads? I think overall above. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I I think we're gonna have a first contention right here. I think it goes below. Uh, okay. I have found in my recent playthroughs of the original Sonic the Hedgehog that Battletoads offers more when it comes to level design to level offering the 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 resistance to that though being difficulty yes because battle toads has a severe difficulty spike early on and i mean not not to take away from sonic sonic gets harder later on as well mm-hmm. it gets more difficult later on that's a fucking audio clip i can hear it right now <laughs> sonic does get harder later on doesn't he chris <laughs> uh give me out of this <laughs> yeah no problem um I I have no fucking doubt in my mind that Sonic is an icon. It, it especially early years of Sonic, it, it it's it's up on a pedestal. It definitely mm-hmm. has been. But the fact that level one, the okay, so the first level of Battletoads is a side scroller that ends in a reverse first person battle, boss battle. Sonic's Sonic's first level. And I think the first and second level, because wasn't isn't isn't Sonic's formula like it was like you get Act One, Act Two, and then Act One, Act Two, Act One, Act Two, and it was like the same like Green Hill Zone Act One, Green yeah, I Hill think Zone so. Act Two, right? So just lumping Green Hill Zone together, it's 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 fast paced. It's it has the music and iconography that people know of when they think of old school Sonic, no doubt. From level two on, when Sonic has the brakes put on him, mm-hmm. you get a different feel. And the level design, the level design goes, f- the level design in comparison, two different things. The yeah. second level of Battletoads, you have a vertical shaft that you traverse and slam up against and dodge fucking electrocuting things. The, the level two of Sonic, I think, was. Oh, was it Marble Hill Zone? Uh, I need to check this. I don't shit think right so. Now. It might be. Think, what was it? Was because that chemical? was the ruins. Because sand I, came I, later. I, casino was later. It might be. All right, Gr- uh, Green Hill Zone is Act One. Green mm-hmm. Hill Two is Marble Zone. Okay. And if memory serves me correct, starting with Marble Zone, you really got the speed pulled back. It was a lot of. Uh, it, it was a lot of the the square moving blocks in your way. Yeah, man, you got to forgive me. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the that's the idea that I got from Sonic most of the way through. Level one or Act one and two was fly through, do the loops, fucking go, 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 jump when you need to. If you stopped, well, that was really on you. You could have kept going. The most of the levels onward were just stop and go. The level designs in Battletoads, they pretty much gave you different different shit to do almost every one. It's almost like you had a mixture of all of them. You had a few side-scrolling left to rights. You had one vertical one that was you were inside of a vertical shaft. Another one was a vertical traverse where you were climbing snakes. 
you had the ver- you had the speeder bike level, you had the speeder boat level or ski- speeder jet ski level, I guess you'd say. Um I'll tell you, I when when you put those when you put I feel like when you put Battletoads and Sonic right the fuck up against each other, the world will go, "Are you fucking kidding me, Sonic?" <laughs> yeah. But you and I are in the thick of gaming, and I mm-hmm. think we I think we need to give Battletoads it's just due when it's going up against a game like this because as we mentioned last the the uh, ninety one year in review, Battletoads has a lot to offer that people don't realize. Yeah, and that's fair, but. The thing is, it's it also comes down to perspective. Um, yeah. Because we're looking at games that are now how old? <laughs> um, True. You know, 27 True. years old, roughly. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at it from our perspective now. But what about then? Um, yeah. Then, as, you know, a child playing Sonic, I had a blast of Sonic. Sure, yeah. it slows down at times. I didn't care. Um well, yeah, Chris, you had a blast because of blast processing. <laughs> but Battletoads, I didn't even play that when I was younger, but I, thinking about it from that perspective, I think that I sort of enjoyed Sonic more because of the difficulty spike. I think yeah. that hurt Battletoads back then. Um, and, I mean, even to this day, you know, it's known for its difficulty, but not because of how good of a game it may or may not be. True. It's like, oh, True. this game was great. No. Or this game was bad. No, it's man. That game was hard. Um, yeah, I give you that. Battletoads is known for. Oh, you mean that game, the speeder bike level? Yeah. Sonic is known because Sonic. Yeah, and Sonic started the Sega Genesis. Iconic character. I I I understand where you're coming from, but for me, I think Sonic edges out on this. You know what? I I, I and and. I feel that just just speaking enough for Battletoads in Battletoads' favor is is, is pretty good for me. I I definitely want a Battletoads to be known that like yeah that's a that's I feel like that's a contender. Mm-hmm. You know this is not one of those just push away games. Yeah, that's if why I threw it on my not, list. Right. If you haven't played Battletoads, if you don't know why, I mean I I totally one hundred percent give you full reign authority to pop a game genie or some kind of code shit in there <laughs> and get. I mean, infinite lives as a minimum because Battletoads is motherfuck hard. It gets stupid hard in the last couple levels of that game. But if you need to know, if you need to do that to play through this entire game and realize what it is, I suggest doing it. Battletoads is definitely, it's a, to this game, it is a humor game. It has become a joke kind of meme game, Mm -hmm. but it's a good game, solid game, so all right, so far we got Sonic the Hedgehog and Battletoads underneath. Next game that you've picked, Chris. All right, and this one's just for you. Okay. Mega Man 4. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Hold on. Did you did you really just pick this for me? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I've i talked about Mega Man, my little bit of experience with it. I, mm. I recognize it as a good game. Um, it isn't truly just for you. It does deserve to be on the list. Right. But, yeah. All right. Well, of course, I also put Mega Man 4 mm-hmm. in here. But of I want to do, yeah, I, I have to go ahead and get this part out right now. This is going to be a spoiler fucking for this whole, for this whole episode. Because people are going to want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris maybe want to know. Unfortunately, folks, the end of time cast itself is not going to come to Mega Man 4 being the greatest game of 1981. Even 
I know that. Mm -hmm. For me, Mega Man 4 is my personal favorite game of 1991. It is my personal favorite NES game, yes, but I have enough common knowledge to know that there are other games in 1991 that came out that are just better. Not better for me, but better in a general, popular, end-of-time cast sense. Uh, that being said, where would you put Mega Man 4? Let's start at the bottom. Would you put it above or below Battletoads? Um, I would put it... Hmm, this is rough. Yeah, kind of. Because both of them, for me, the negative is the same, the difficulty. Um mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna say that, and I'm trying my absolute best to talk about this from a person that hasn't mm-hmm. beaten Mega Man Four four hundred times. Sure, I feel the Mega Man Four has nowhere near the difficulty spike as as uh, Battletoads. The spike, true, yes, yeah. Battletoads. I mean, we're talking level three. Yeah, level level three is like halfway through level three. It's like, look, make or break you. Mm-hmm. Period. You're gonna get through this speeder bike level. Or you're not. Mega Man 4, if you go and play this game and you don't have any fucking clue about Mega Man as a whole and you don't know that the Mega Man boss formula exists, you may learn it. You may figure it out on your own eventually. Mm-hmm. If not, you have heard, hopefully have heard through the grapevine sure. that, hey, there's a there's an order for these bosses. So if you are average below average at Mega Man games in general or platformers in general you pop in Mega Man 4 the first boss you pick is I don't know fucking Ring Man you manage to make your way through Ring Man stage you get the Ring Man boss and he just wipes the fucking floor with you you can go try another boss and you can work that all the way around till one you either beat a boss that's easier for you or you make your way to fucking Toad Man where you wipe the floor with him then you mm-hmm. pick the, the you got you got the rain the rain flush so now it's well I got this more powerful weapon let me go back to Ring Man oh well it didn't work for him let me just go try another level and another boss if if you are completely ignorant on Mega Man I feel that with enough time you will work your way through the you will work your way through the difficulty and the problems yeah that's the fair. same the same could kind of be said for Battle Toads but dude that's fucking very time. That that's timing it's sensitive like a motherfucker. And mm-hmm. if you make it past level three of Battle Toads, that's great. Level four is hard. Level five is harder, etc. It just goes on. I feel the only difficult, and I'm totally not saying this is an arrogant asshole because I'm not that guy. But I <laughs> even in my early years, I feel the difficulty parts of, of Mega Man really didn't come until after you beat Dr. Cossack and got to the actual Wily stages. Oh, spoiler warning for Mega Man 4. It's not really Dr. Cossack at all. It's Dr. Wily the whole time. Go figure. You know what my, um, where I think the difficulty lies? Mm. Being able to make jumps in the level? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my difficulty. I don't make it to the bosses that have problems. <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see that. Um... All this being said, and I I promise you, I'm not picking it because it's my favorite. It's my baby. I'm just, as as the game as a whole, for what it all has to offer, I put Mega Man 4 above Battletoads. Yeah, I I can go with that. I would definitely put it there. Now, the tricky part is Mega Man 4 above Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Oh, I'm going to make you start off this one. Man. 
This is rough. I mean, there is no hurt feelings in any of this. Trust me. I know that it's not going to be. I don't even care if Mega Man is in the fucking top five. Mm-hmm. I, I understand reality. But it's going to be interesting to see where these games lie. Hmm. Personally, for me, based on what I've played, I would put Sonic above it just because of I found it to be a more enjoyable game. Yeah. Um, sure, it's not all fast-paced, but didn't really care. Still fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mega Man, like I said, there's that difficulty, especially if you're like me and you just can't jump in a game on Nintendo for some reason. Um, yeah, I. It, it's rough, but I think Sonic would edge this one out edge out on uh, this one. The even the the analytical side of me speaking, I want to put Mega Man Four above Sonic. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much more level design. Again, there's so much more variety. There's multiple weapons. There, uh, I mean, there's lots of enemies in Mega Man, but there's lots of enemies in Sonic. That's not a, mm-hmm. not a huge thing. Uh, the theming, they both they both do their own theming in their own way. Yeah. You know, Green Hill Zone has all the tropical shit around it. You know, the, the the trees and the rocks, everybody in the grass, everybody knows it for. Every level of Mega Man 4, they're all themed around their bosses in their mm-hmm. own peculiar way. I feel that they both have their levels of, of varying difficulty throughout the game, so that's, that's here or there. Um... Music. They both have i. They both have iconic music. Uh, I feel like, as far as iconic as in the world, I think more people know Green Hill than they know any track from Mega Man Four, and that's to me. <laughs> duh, to me, that's sad. But I understand. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Um, these two were released in the same year. I'm not even going to pull up the wiki page and see what months of the year they were released, but. I feel like there's a lot going on in 1991, especially with Sonic the Hedgehog in general being that year. There's a, there's a lot that can drown out Nintendo games as a whole. Yeah, so um, Sonic was June. Mega Man was December. Yeah. I mean, people were probably still writing that fucking... The, 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 the Genesis high lasted for a long time, yeah. man. That was, a, that was a big thing. Um, I will totally... I will secede understandably not not liking it but understanding <laughs> just being a fucking realist I I would put Sonic the Hedgehog above Mega Man 4 I think that Chris and I would probably be here for two hours arguing why I think different <laughs> um, I, I feel like Mega Man has more to offer but unfortunately Sonic is what Sonic is now, do I think that it's going to be the number one? Uh, no. Well, that'll be, we'll <laughs> find out, won't we? All right, so now we have in order Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man 4, and Battletoads. Yep. Chris, the next game that I would put on this list, um, Street Fighter 2. Okay. Uh, it's hard for me to put Street Fighter 2 as in my personal list, but... Come on, man. That's we're talking Street Fighter fucking two here. This is one of two huge pillars of the fighting game yeah. genre as a whole. You got Mortal Kombat 
and you got Street Fighter 2. I mean, you cannot argue the weight of what Street Fighter 2 brings to the table. Uh, it's, 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 it, they're in their own league when it comes to fighting games. Uh, it took the arcade experience and did what it could to bring it to the house when it came to the house. Um, there was a game before it, Street Fighter, that not people don't know about, but that's that's neither here nor there. Street Fighter Two came along and mm-hmm. just it made the fighting scene a scene. And you know, nineteen ninety one is when it happened, so I I feel it is definitely deserving of being on the list of of top games. Yeah, the only reason I didn't include it was because this was specifically the arcade version, mm-hmm. um, and. While I recognize the impact it had in the arcade, I didn't really, uh, I don't know, I, I think it made more of an impact when the later versions came to consoles. Don't don't sweat it too much, man, because if I'm taking Street Fighter 2 just as it is, mm-hmm. the arcade game and as, as a fighting game, uh, I honestly would put Street Fighter 2 below all these games anyway. Sure. It's a fighting game. Once you beat all the main bosses, it, you're, you're, it, it goes relatively to, to multiplayer. And if your multiplayer experience is either you get your ass kicked or you don't have one, the game kind of loses its flavor. Yeah. I mean, even for me, even I think Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo is the only fighting game that I have played through multiple, 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 multiple fucking times without playing against other people. Whatever reason, that game just struck a chord with me. Street Fighter 2 never did. I played Street Fighter 2 with friends. I played a, quite a few times with Chris. But it, it, this is not the... Uh, is it a good fighting game? Yes. Uh, game of all time or game of 1991 deserves to be on the list, sure. But Injustice 2, this game is not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if, even if th- we're going to have multiple games coming, I'm cool with leaving on the list, but I'm going to put it at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. I have no issue right. with that at all. Yep. Son of the Hedgehog, Mega Man 4, Battletoads, Street Fighter 2. What about your next game, Chris? All right, jumping into the big leagues. Oh, boy. Final Fantasy 4. Oh, believe it or not, that is not only do I also have that game, that is the next game I have on my list. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy, it's about to get hairy. So is it fair to say it just goes to the top? Of what we've got so far, um, um, I'm, bruh, it, I, I feel that it's going to have its time to have its battle in our list here. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have its turn where it's going to have to speak for itself. But I mm-hmm. have absolutely, I'm literally cutting and pasting right now. <laughs> I have no problem with moving Final Fantasy IV to the top of this list. All right, uh, it, the only game that it has to beat out in this list, in my personal opinion, is Sonic the Hedgehog. And it blows Sonic the Hedgehog out the fucking water. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry, folks. There will be some talk about about that coming very soon, yeah. I guarantee you. Uh, next game that I put on this list. Um, just pick a random one. Let me just move it around randomly. And then, bam. All right. Uh, Castlevania 4. Okay. I put Super Castlevania, or Super Castlevania 4, as I get Is it... Okay, yeah, I had that one open. I just didn't put it on my list. Gotcha. Um, this was also it, was, it, it. It irked. It irked my list. It, it was. I, it was almost up in the top fifteen, but I felt it deserved to be up in the top ten just because the other ones I had picked alongside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel it given the number that we have right now. I feel it deserves to be with these with these group. We just got to find where it belongs. Okay. Uh, Super Castlevania Four, above or below Street Fighter Two. Above. I, I I would also say above. Uh, again, it's I, I'm so sorry. It's, and I I I I this is gonna be. I hope that all the fighters, the fighting game fans, listen to this episode. <laughs> I want people to understand, and I'm 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 hope I'm speaking correct for Chris as well. We don't hate fighting games. I have uh-huh. a I have mad fucking respect for the fighting game scene as a whole. I know what Evo is. I've never been to one. I follow it vicariously through Super Best Friends. I, I have no problem admitting I don't watch it on a on a all, like religiously. I've watched a lot of top eights and top thirties or whatnot. There are a lot of fighting games that are good as far as how they've how how they've grown in graphics and how they've grown in storytelling and 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 mechanics, etc. All these things. It's just that I'm, I'm not a multiplayer person. I'm not a versus player. I'm not a huge competitor, and I've never grown up mm-hmm. with a huge competitive environment. So. I'm sure right now there's twenty some odd listeners that are ripping their fucking head out and throwing their <laughs> fucking computer through their. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't. Are you just gonna not respect Street Fighter Two? I'm sorry. It's just a fighting game. There's only so many times I can play the same, you know, fighting against yeah. the same bosses before it's like, all right, well, the next challenge is. And I understand also that goes with any game. It's just me beating the same game repeatedly. How many times I want to beat Street Fighter 2, nothing compared to how many times I want to beat Sonic the Hedgehog or Mega Man 4. So, all that disclaimer aside, I agree. Uh, Super Castlevania 4, above or below Battletoads? At this point, I think I'm going to redirect it back to you because I didn't play Super Castlevania 4. I have very little knowledge about it. That's no problem at all. Um... I'm going to say that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I, I I do feel that Super Castlevania 4 also gets difficult later. I think they equally have some difficulty spikes in them. I don't. I think I still think Battletoads edges four out when it comes to difficulty. There are at least three to four, arguably three to four levels in Battletoads that will f- just, you, no, no, you're fucking done. You're not mm-hmm. gonna. This is gonna take you months of fucking work to get by. I don't feel that so much with Super Castlevania Four. Uh, graphics. That's kind of a bitch comparison to make because one was on a fourth generation console, one was on third. Mm-hmm. They both have iconic music, uh, or even not iconic. They both have music they're known for. The musical upgrade from uh, Castlevania One to Castlevania Four. I mean, it's awesome. Um. I guess for me it comes down to if I'm locked in a room and I got to pick these two that I'm going to play, which one am I going to play? Believe it or not, I'm probably going to pick. I'm I'm probably going to pick Battletoads over Super. I Castlevania think so before. as well. <clears throat> now and and again, I'm not this. I'm not bashing Castlevania either because if it's yeah. Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night's already close to the top of this list. This is a, this is a different type of Castlevania. Yeah. Again, when I talk Castlevania, or when when we talk Castlevania, because I know Chris understands as well, there's really two types of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. You've got side-scrolling whip em up or you've got Metroidvania. Yeah. So, I like a lot of the side-scrolling whip em ups but I love the Metroidvanias. 
So, yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Super Castlevania below Battletoads, and that's that's totally fine because now there's nowhere else for it to move, and that's where it sits. <laughs> so now from top to bottom, we got Final Fantasy Four, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man Four, Battletoads, Super Castlevania Four, and Street Fighter Two. Chris, your next game. All right, this is my last actually for the list game. Another big hitter, okay. uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Oh boy, the gloves are off. That's it. That's yeah, this it. is the let big the, one. Let the fight begin. I was wanting this later. I wanted this so later, but it's happening now. Oh, do, do you, okay, how about this? Do you want to just put it next to Final Fantasy IV and come back to it? i tell you what. Let's do that. All right. Let me do that. People are like, what's going on? I'm literally just typing right now. So mm-hmm. Again, if whenever we go to the visual uh, podcast, you will see a big fucking board. But right now, it's just me typing on notepad. Uh, that's fine because that lets me add in these last few games. So you had no, you had no more. I'm understanding that correct. I had two honorable mentions, but nothing else for the actual list. All right. Well, um, I had I had two more as well. Um, they just made my list. My I've unfortunately and I can't find my honorable mentions, but uh, I put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four Turtles mm-hmm. in Time. Uh, this was another. I'm gonna say. Because obviously they're not the same game, but akin to uh, the arcade experience coming home. For those that got to experience Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 in the arcade, this being in the on the home console, especially on the upgraded Super Nintendo graphics, th- this was awesome. This was good multiplayer fun. This was a lot of... This was kind of that middle area of, of uh, gaming knowledge and experience for a lot of gamers, but those that, that played this game... You, you knew. You got to see all the iconic characters you knew, or at least a majority of them. They're, they were they were all brought from the uh, from the 80s and 90s cartoon that everybody knew and loved. Uh, the the mode seven graphics of having like, for example, the fucking you could you could take the Foot Clan and throw them against the screen and crack the screen. Shit like mm-hmm. that was awesome. You you definitely got an arcadey feel with this game. Um, again, I, I know for a lot of people it's probably a middleware, but I, I felt it deserved it, so I, I put it on my list. Now, as far as where it goes, uh, right off the bat, I'm definitely going to say it goes above Street Fighter 2, even as an arcade yeah. experience. Uh, you can come back to this game. This is this this shows the level of, we'll say, our uh, arcade multiplayer experience that I care for. I care for something like like turtles in time i know mm-hmm. it's a fucking it's a button masher it's just a beat em up i get that but the fact that it's less and less there is some competition to a degree i mean you want to get the pizza before the other guy does maybe you want to beat up <laughs> more people than the other person to get more points but for me if me and chris are in fucking chuck e cheese playing this game on our arcade skating it's the rink. fact that it, Sure, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I'm playing with him is more fun to me, and the, and us progressing through the level is more important than what fucking score he has compared to mine. Yeah. So that just that's just a long, long-winded way of saying why I picked this one over that one. Uh, Turtles in Time over Castlevania Four. That's a no-brainer. Sorry, Castlevania, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick Turtles Four before mm-hmm. you. Uh, Battle Toads again. Uh, yeah. I, f- I feel pretty comfortable in saying that. I would put that above that one. Yeah, I think it was uh, more accessible. There's similar games 
overall, sure, Battletoads has a lot of variety, so right. a lot of it's not similar, but overall, similar games. And I right. think uh, Turtles was a better experience. Yeah. Now, my personal struggle, which I'm going <laughs> to have to ask for help. Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, above or below Mega Man 4? I um, I personally probably put it below mm-hmm. Mega Man 4. Yeah. Um, it was a fun game, but also one thing to keep in consideration, it was one of four games, Turtle games, that year. Yeah, yeah. So it's bit of a saturation there um i'd have to actually break down you know what was for what system and what was where um but i think overall Mega Man 4 just ekes out on top as the overall single solid game in comparison okay, thank you thank you very much for making that easy for me appreciate mm-hmm. it because that's what i was going to do i just didn't know how to word it yeah <laughs> uh everything i said about Mega Man 4 copy paste <laughs> say it with more vigor and that's why it's going above Turtles in Time mm-hmm. the last game I have on my list uh, and again I'm sorry I usually have honorable mentions but I have lost my list uh, I have Metroid 2 The Return of Samus okay. uh, it's a Metroid game it's a Game Boy game uh, it didn't it didn't ring a lot of bells for a lot of people for some odd reason uh, even I personally have only played through this game probably a third, so I don't have the full entire experience of this game. I have not even played the uh, the ret- the Return of Samus, whatever the the the, the new Metroid game was last year. Um, I just know what Metroid is, and I f- I felt it deserved to be a spot on here. It, it unfortunately, even for a lot of people, this is definitely no Super Metroid. I get that. Uh, some people have said it's even a downstep from the first Metroid game, which I don't know. I think that's a, I think there's an argument to be made on both sides for that, but I felt it deserves to be on the list. Um, as far as where it goes, definitely going to put it above street fighter. It's a Metroid game. I would sadly put it above, above a Castlevania four. Uh, Battletoads. Well, the the only thing I would say against putting above Castlevania was it was a Game Boy game. Um, yeah. I didn't play the game. I don't know what limitations that caused for the gameplay itself. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. You know, I think I'm comfortable. I think I'm comfortable with that. This again, unfortunately, Metroid Two doesn't hold a huge monument like say super metroid or right. metroid prime right. and i am not decrying this game it is a good game it is a metroid game but yeah i think uh i think it's pretty good below castlevania 4 i can i can i can totally live at night with that all right chris so <laughs> our list right now going from the bottom of the list which i know is opposite of what we've been doing this yep. whole episode but bottom up because we're about to have a fucking rowdy dowl <laughs> We got Street Fighter 2, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, Super Castlevania 4, Battletoads, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, Mega Man 4, Sonic the Hedgehog. And fighting for the number two and number one spot, we have Final Fantasy 4 and Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Oh boy. All yep. right. Let let me go ahead and say this right now, Chris. Okay. I'm a hundred percent certain that no matter which one of these two we pick, we're about to piss some people off. <laughs> and I understand that. I completely understand that. Yeah. 
we as the end of time are going to make some, some some enemies with this. But I hope people understand that we are coming at this with uh, Chris and I together, not a panel of people and not fucking statistics. I feel that Chris and I have played both of these games enough. Or if not, if we haven't played one, if we play one less than the other, we know enough about these two to give them their due diligence. Um, so I guess it's kind of a way of saying sorry, and I'm not even gonna say sorry, not sorry, because I definitely am. I understand that this is gonna this is gonna break some hearts, but this is how these have, lists go, though. This is how it is, man. This, this is, is a the first of not, many years that this yeah. is gonna happen. And it and may not just is, be the top two. It may be the top four games we're having this conversation about. And uh, trust me, guys and gals, that's coming. <laughs> All right, so let's fight the fucking battle at hand here. We have Final Fantasy IV stacked up against Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Just a quick take, Chris. Somebody fucking walks up to you in the street, says, Chris, right now, Final Fantasy IV, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Go. Just pick one. Link to the Past. Link to the past. Oh man, <laughs> it, it, it actually pains me to say that. It does, but thinking it does. about it, yeah. So let let so, so let me give some Final mm-hmm. Fantasy four. Let let's give Final Fantasy four some light here. Okay? okay, we got at at this point in the Super Nintendo lifespan and in mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy lifespan. If you don't count, say the the Game Boy games, sure. I don't remember how many had come out before this. I think the adventure games had had been out to now, but yeah, that's a whole mess for <laughs> for Super Nintendo. Uh, Chris, if you would fact des- fact check for this for me sure. real quick, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. I don't know if that has been released yet. I think was that 1990 or was that 1991? Uh, because either way, Mystic Quest was 1992. Okay, okay, so cool. This was Final Fantasy. IV, so okay, let's let's double check Final Fantasy IV. Are we talking Super Famicom release or was that North American release? So it was Super Famicom, Super Famicom, SNES, uh, Japanese in July, mm-hmm. North America in November. Okay, so this definitely was. So yep, for a lot of people. Up to this point, per the timeline, your 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 Final Fantasy experience was Final Fantasy One. Full stop. You had there there had been Final Fantasy Two and Final Fantasy Three, but unfortunately, back in this day and age of life, you really didn't have that option. Those were Japanese releases. You didn't get mm-hmm. a chance to play those. Final Fantasy Four came along. You knew it as Final Fantasy Two, mm-hmm. but there you go. That was this was your first foray into Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo. So bam, the year is fucking 1991. The Super Nintendo is out. It's fucking hot. It's going hot. You got Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis fighting side by side. You you uh, you may have a Fantasy Star game. I think Fantasy Star at least one or two were out was out by this point. Yeah. But you were looking for an RPG experience on Final Fan on the Super Nintendo. Bam, Final Fantasy comes along. So you have you've had all this time from the first Nintendo Final Fantasy. If you genuinely generally liked Final Fantasy or loved Final Fantasy for the Nintendo, when you heard Final Fantasy two was coming out for the Super Nintendo, this was it. You had to have this. You had to know what it was. Mm-hmm. The the fucking opening alone to this game 
with the fucking da 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 with the fucking Red Baron theme and the airships flying along. You're like airships, yeah. I remember I played. There were some airships. Not not the hey, you remember this cool shit, but like you're looking at something with upgraded graphics. You had the Mode Seven fucking world flying underneath you. You had that awesome fucking Super Nintendo music playing. You got to see the ships. You got to see characters. What is that guy? That's not like a fighter or a black belt. I remember. That's somebody. And what is he? A dragoon? What's a dragoon? That's mm-hmm. cool. So on and so forth. And the, the story that unfolds, the the amount of character development and story development in this game pales. Final Fantasy One pales in comparison to what goes on here. Because in Final Fantasy One, you generally... You just really had the main overarching story in Final Fantasy One. You know, you had the four fiends, which all tied into Garland's plot, which was all a big time thing. Cool. Final Fantasy Four, yeah, you had the Empire and you had you had the big overarching shit going on, but every character had their own thing. Every character had their own story, their own place and time, and their own reason for being in this game where they were. Uh, uh, spoiler warning for Final Fantasy 2 slash Final Fantasy 4, just in case. I mean, if you haven't played this game, you need to. This was, this is, this is a Super Nintendo treasure right here. Um, the levels that they go to in this game to tell the story, I I hope it blew people away. You had characters that pretty much died in this game. You know, game games having characters that died is a big fucking thing. When Palam and Porum, the two mages, were turned to stone and they did that to save your ass, that was that's a moment. That is a put the controller down, dude. These guys just died. Wow. That is a fucking monumental moment in gaming history, much less Final Fantasy. Yeah, they got fixed later on. That was really cool, but that's a moment. I mean, you have so many times in gaming history where characters have died, and it, it, it shocks you to the core. Uh, spoiler warning for Suicoden 1. You've had your warning. Grimio dying in Suicoden 1 R- rips your fucking heart out. Spoiler warning for Metal Gear Solid 3. You've had your warning. Uh, a, a big boss dying at the end. That's it's fucking huge. Travel all the way back, folks. To Final Fantasy 4, 1991. Characters dying. Big deal. Not yeah. saying that that was the first game to ever do it, but Final Fantasy came along and did it for you. Uh, the we, we, This is above talking about the generic shit that you also got upgraded by going from a Nintendo Final Fantasy to a Super Nintendo Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. The graphics, severe upgrade. Of course, it was a generational leap in graphics. The music, a generational leap in the music design. Uh, the amount of systems involved in Final Fantasy IV compared to Final Fantasy One, S- such a, such an upgrade. Everything you got in this game was bumped up. Uh, this was for a lot of for a lot of people. This was the start of where Final Fantasy was exploding. In Final Fantasy 1, again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to pull away from it. I'm not trying to say Final Fantasy 1 was bad. I'm saying in the scope of story and storytelling comparison. Final Fantasy 1, you could pick a fighter, a black mage, a, a red mage, a white mage. But what was the story of the, of the fighter? What was the story of the thief? 
what was the story of the Red Mage? You didn't really have any, except for them upgrading later, you know, ha- halfway through the game and getting more powers. That's pretty cool. But the main story, the stories of Final Fantasy One revolved mainly around the world, the uh, the crystals and and uh, Garland and all that stuff. Final Fantasy Four. There was a big overarching story, and the characters had their own development. And this mm-hmm. is what Final Fantasy used to be known for. This is what drew people to Final Fantasy. You had the small stories, and you had the big overarching story. Chris, your thoughts, Final Fantasy Four? I mean, <laughs> these are two behemoths. Um, oh, yeah. I was actually looking just out of curiosity at the sales numbers. And on the wiki for each, each says over 4 million units. Don't yeah, even go into details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are two neck-to-neck. And, and, go ahead. I was going to say, and bear in mind when he says that, keep in mind, folks, Legend of Zelda later became a pack-in game with Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Man, so Final Fantasy. Admittedly, I don't have as much personal experience with this game, um, but it is a classic RPG that was done very well, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I don't know what I can add that you've already haven't already said. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the first t-shirt that's made for you <laughs> well you pretty much said it all <laughs> yeah and to remind our audience i will have more to say about games a, bit, a little bit later um, yeah yeah michael is older than me played a lot of these before i did um a lot of them back then uh, a lot of my nintendo and super nintendo experience didn't come until emulators when i was yeah. like what am i missing um, mm-hmm. And even then, I haven't finished a lot of these games. Um, I've worked on some, still working on some. Uh, so, <clears throat> well, then, what about what about Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past? This is another one that I haven't actually beat. Um, mm-hmm. I have played it. I played both these games, at least some. Um, mm-hmm. It was such a huge leap from the Nintendo Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, not just with graphics, because of course that's an obvious upgrade, you know, going from uh, console to console. Yeah. But the style of it, the mechanics of it, in pretty much every way, blew away the uh, first two games. Because mm-hmm. this is the third, right? Because there it's, was Zelda and Zelda yeah. on yeah. the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's other Game Boy and whatnot. I don't know if at this point or not, but um, um, Link's Awakening came out in ninety. God, I want to say ninety three. Okay, I want to say ninety three. But so yeah, this is yeah. In 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 essence, this was not only the third, but this is also kind of like an apology letter <laughs> because they're like <laughs> there was Zelda, which everybody knows Zelda. For, everybody knew Zelda for Zelda that that mm-hmm. way. Zelda two came along and it was like. Ooh, I don't know if I like yeah. this. And they I, were like, okay, we're sorry. Here's potentially one of the greatest video games of all time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and I'll throw this out there. I hadn't I mentioned when we were talking about ninety one in review, or not ninety one in review, but one of the other years, whenever Zelda Two was uh released, mm-hmm. that I hadn't I didn't know it was a thing. 
Yeah. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it was Zelda and then A Link to the Past. I didn't know yeah. there was a two. I thought this was two. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> but I did watch someone playing it in this last week uh, doing a speed run. Mm-hmm. So I, I know a little bit about it now. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, like I said, graphically, not just console upgrade, but the way the world looks is much better laid out. It mm-hmm. has all these different environments. Um that flow together fairly well. Um, thinking, I mean, sure, I'm sure there's parts where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but when you're working on a Super Nintendo level game, you only have so much to work with. Right. Um, the dungeons, uh, from what I've played and what I've watched, because I've watched a lot more than I've played, um, particularly speedruns, the dungeons, well done for the most part. Um, of course, there's going to be frustrating parts or um, mechanics that you may not necessarily agree with um, or frustrating like the uh, wall things. Um, but overall, solid dungeon design. The, man, I, I don't even know what the music is like in the game. I haven't played it in so long. Um, I'm sure you'll talk all about that. <laughs> uh great music. Mm-hmm. I mean both both of these both of these games great music. Uh you have the you had what felt like symphonic suites made for Final Fantasy 4, <laughs> but in, in late to the past, you had a lot of very uh low-toned low low-keyed but but tonally and thematically appropriate music choices for every single area the overworld every single dungeon uh i i I think actually i stand corrected i think i think the dungeons in link of the past all had the same music so that's not i mean that's that's not exactly a a minus either because i think the (laughs) same thing for uh final fantasy 4 i think there were like three to four select type of dungeon music Mm -hmm. uh, for each area but either way the music design for both spot on Good stuff. Um, the uh, I, the light world and dark world thing, oh yeah, was good. Um, that that's an interesting dynamic to add to a game. To while not completely creating new areas, reusing the same type of areas in a different way mm-hmm. to give you basically twice the space in the mm-hmm. game. So that's very well done as well. Yeah. The there are I have I have no problem saying these two are equally behemoth sized titles, just as you mm-hmm. said earlier. Behemoth is, is the appropriate word because they both excel in all the areas. I mean, they both have great music design. They both they both have great stories though are of course obviously Final Fantasy IV has a much larger story not only in scale and scope but the fact that they have individual characters that are all fleshed yeah. out very very fleshed out uh, they all have beautiful graphics used appropriately especially given the fact that these are 1991 uh, I I just feel in my heart that even though these two would fight to the death 
<laughs> I just I feel that I would play Link to the Past more. I feel I have played it more. And I feel the charm, the level of care and love is just there just a little bit more than Final Fantasy IV. You know, if I if I'm putting Link to the Past up against Sonic the Hedgehog, no. I mean it's just that's <laughs> it's just it's hands down. Link to the Past would just lay a gentle hand on Sonic, and the moment that it touched his hand, he would go flying through the universe. <laughs> there's no contest. Link to the Past, Final Fantasy IV is more like Legend of Zelda. Link to the Past gets a hundred. Final Fantasy IV got like a ninety-six or seven. Sure. I mean, it's that fucking close in my in my mind. Yeah, there's there's so much care and love put into both of these games, and if you were a a kid, a teenager, adult, what the fuck ever. If you were a gamer in this year and you had both of these games, mm-hmm. good God, what a fucking kid. What This is the start of those years that we were talking about, Chris. Yeah. A kid in 1991 that had the, the, the availability, the parents bought it for them, whatever, had all these games in one go. Holy <laughs> shit. But yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Go ahead, go ahead. We we were talking about impact and stuff for other games, <clears throat> but even when you talk about that, you're like, oh well. What about the legacy of this game? We're talking about Final Fantasy and Zelda. Yes, yes. When you and talk, arguably in this, go ahead, go ahead. When you talk about legacy, these are two games you use as examples. Yeah. Of ex- of legacies and video games. Yeah. So I I think. I, I just, I feel right after a long, bloody battle between these two at putting Legend of Zelda Link to the Past mm-hmm. on top. Do you agree, Chris? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things from going back to Impact thing is Final Fantasy as a whole has a very <laughs> large Rocky. legacy and long legacy. Yeah. Um, just thinking back then, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, this was the second game. Worldwide, it was the fourth. Yeah. Um, so it was another game in the series. It was the fourth overall. Mm-hmm. Zelda, with a link to the past, that was a basically revitalization of mm. the franchise. Yeah, yeah. And I think that part of the uh, impact is one of the biggest factors to me edging at above four. Yeah. All right, folks. There you have it. With this episode, the End of Time cast, Chris and I have declared our number one video game of 1991. And just working our way up the bottom of the list, uh, we got Street Fighter 2, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Super Castlevania 4, Battletoads, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, Mega Man 4, Sonic the Hedgehog, Final Fantasy 4, and our End of Time video game choice for 1991 is Legend of Zelda. A link to the past. Yep. This is the first of many episodes like this coming. Um, trust me, folks. We're getting to these nineties, and there's going to be some. Whew, there's going to be some ones, but what a way to kick it off! Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past is such an awesome game. Uh, an insider thing, just just a personal thing between the audience, Chris and myself. Link to the Past was the game that fought for my favorite Zelda between that and uh, Ocarina of Time. This is no real news. This is typically how it goes for most people. But, and this is also the first 
console that I ever bought with my own money. I, this game came with it for free. Legend of Zelda Link to the Past has a lot of personal memories for me. So does Final Fantasy IV. I remember being at Jughead's house. And again, this blows my mind to this day, Chris. Being at Jughead's house and watching Jughead's dad play Final <laughs> Fantasy IV. Like, hey, I'm a grown fucking adult man. Let me turn on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> Excuse me. And while I have games like Tecmo Bowl or Street Fighter available, let me play Final Fantasy IV. Sorry, I just got a frog in my throat. <laughs> Sorry. But I watched a grown man play Final Fantasy IV, and that was incredible for me. That was one of several memories this game had. So, <clears throat> for what it was for this year, I'm totally content with this. I'm, I'm good yeah. with this list. All right, well, good timing, because apparently my voice is trying to die on me. Yep. <laughs> Sound like you're about to break out in tears. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. All right, well, that does it for this episode. Another long one. I understand they're going to be long with these Game of the Years. Trust me. There, there's going to be long ones coming, because there's more debate coming. But that's going to do it for this episode. Um, until next time, I'm Frog Michael. <laughs> I'm just Chris. <laughs> Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs>